для, для тех, кто смотрит, будет смотреть эту информацию. Господин Турчинов, господин Яценюк, господин Тернебок и же с ними. Я это заявляю открыто и достоверно знаю, что это проплаченные агенты Центрального разведуправления США. Ведь мало кто знает, что основной беспредел творил господин Ахметов Ренат Леонидович, господин Коломойский, глава Всемирного Еврейского Конгресса, господин Фирташ и же с ними. Все вот эти олигархи. А теперь это Просто прямая оккупация Соединенными Штатами Украины через подставных лиц. Sunday, May 15th, 2022. Thank you for joining me today. Important, important topic today that is not just about the shooting that everyone's been talking about, but obviously where this seems to be building and, deri and driving the narrative. Now, you might have already seen, I'm going to talk about this right when we start here, that there was just another shooting. I believe it was in California. We'll talk about that right when this starts. But not to necessarily say that these things are connected, but it's interesting to see the focus on it. The one point I always make, Not to say that there are always shootings of certain levels, but that in any situation, you can usually stand aside and look and find similar things happening in other places in the world, or even in this case, specifically the United States. Like, for instance, during past shootings where there was a focus on, you know, mass shootings is where it gets into a, a different part there. But where there were shootings, they were being focused on by the media. And of course, I made a point to say, well, look at all these shootings that happened in Baltimore or in other places like this, or even just other locations where there was more people that were shot. And it wasn't focused on because it didn't fit the narrative, because it wasn't in a location that worked. Now, that's not to say that that's always what happens. But ask yourself when these things do happen, why they seem to be focused on in certain ways. Now, I'm going to go over this today, not like many are doing in the partisan levels of the discussion, but to show you where I think this is leading. This is one of those moments where it's... This, this, we've had a lot of these since COVID started, and, and not that this is related to COVID, but that's where that really started picking up, where we had a lot of things that we hypothesized about, that we theorized about, based on facts and research and peer-reviewed science in the context of COVID. And, of course, they started to happen quite a bit. And it got to these points where I, I really... I, did not like being right about this stuff, not just because it's a terrible reality that you're, I'm just unhappy to be right about something that's such a bad situation for people in general, for the human race, but that the way that this goes is quite frustrating, where you can be ahead of this kind of a story, really be calling it out, hoping that it's not true, and then watch as that story gets misrepresented, the partisan lackeys out there jamming in their angles, the, the quasi-independents out there jumping on the story late, acting like things were discovered, and none of that drives you in the direction of truth. And so here we are in the back, even though we've been screaming and yelling, and there's a lot of us out there, a lot of honest people out there, you know, if you see me as that, I believe that I'm an honest person, fighting for, these, for the information around these stories as we see them building, whether that's the Great Reset, 
or the injections being dangerous or any other discussion. In this case, Azov movement, the reality of what has been built there for a long time and what it's meant to do and already being misrepresented is the side discussions that I'm going to get into as well that I think are very important. And I, I said that incorrectly, not misrepresented as that, but rather being hyper-focused on things like the, the race part of it or the gun control or these things that are very important but are being used. And I argue, even though those are parts of the larger agenda, that there's something much more nefarious happening here, something much larger. And that, e that even could be with things that happen organically. They're just capitalized on. Or, in fact, as we should not shy away from discussing things that are driven into reality, exactly like what's happening in Ukraine in general. Or, oh no, things that are entirely faked. Now, that's not what I think is happening here. I don't, I actually believe quite strongly that this, that's even something that I don't think happens very often anymore anyway, because of how difficult it is with how hyper-tuned we are to this discussion, but that there are parts of, that even with these kind of situations that are real, in my opinion, where people did die, which is horrific and sad and disgusting, that there are parts of it that are still controlled, manipulated. And that's like in any situation, or it can be, I should say. And that's what we have to remember. That that person could be genuine. They could have everything that's stated in that ridiculous manifesto we'll point at. And yes, I do have it linked and we'll show you where you can download it as well as the, the horrible video. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But that those things are manipulated, capitalized on. Now, in any case, I'm going to jump over. Oh, there we go. My video was having a little trouble there. I think we're good now. I was going to jump into the actual screen share and get into it because I was hoping my audio wasn't going away or my video. But the point is, guys... As always, and as our audience is so great at doing, we need to be as objective as possible. Discernment here, recognizing that even with real events, things are manipulated, right? So to start off today in general, I wanted to also make sure we saw that we the, the show today is hopefully actually streaming on Rumble. We're trying that out today. Not a huge fan of the platform, to be honest, because of the problems I see. It's kind of a YouTube 2.0 in my opinion. Nonetheless, more content, more places, all the better. But I just want to show that for those that might not have known. We were on Rumble. It should be streaming there live as we speak. Now, I wanted to start before we get into the larger discussion with two quick points about other things that are happening in the world while this is happening. Robert just covered, and a lot of in the, the media, even you know, corporate media, talked about this, of course, in their disgusting, equivocating ways about how, well, we heard it could have been like this. But the facts are Israel, as Robert put it, conclusively killed a journalist. That's the story. No ifs, ands, or buts there. They murdered this person, and it's a horrible reality. Nobody seems to care. There's no repercussions happening. There's no outrage. There's no hypothetical discussions of war crimes, you know, tribunals for, you know, like we're hearing about hypoth hypothetical conversations of what could have happened because Ukraine says inside of what's, you know, blamed on Russia, which certainly could be true. But nonetheless, the point is, if we have something we can prove over here that is true, well, where's the outrage? You just you just got really upset about the allegation of Russia doing exactly this. But now we can prove Israel did exactly that. Weird, weird that nobody seems to care. That shows you, one, they don't really care about that in any case. It's a means to an end for the agenda, as well as the fact that they're disgusting hypocrites. You should read this article. It's horrifying. Because this happens a lot. Now, on top of that, will make you even more upset. And I won't dwell on this today only because I want to focus on a larger story, but I'm, I even maybe will have Robert talk about this. The Israeli police, or rather just the occupation forces of Palestine, of occupied Palestine, claimed this, this person you can see in the video, oh, for some context, this is the funeral procession. 
of the journalist that was killed. Okay, and as they're moving the procession, the police attack them. It's right on video, guys. And this is the fact that this is so obvious makes me up. It just it, it's the kind of thing that makes me get, have a physical reaction. They claim that one of the people in the procession was one of the stone throwers. But the point of this thread here that you should check out for yourself proves to you beyond a shadow of a doubt that they lied. They synced the video with the press, the video the press released. The person didn't have a stone. His action was putting his body between them and the casket that they were defending. Because the whole point was for them to break this procession, to possibly make them drop the coffin. I don't know. It's sickening to me. But check it out for yourself, guys. The video proves this stuff. Nobody seems to care. Oh, and by the way, Israel's advancing plans to build over 4,000 new settler homes, all of which are 100% illegal, and the United States government is barely on board with this anymore. Still happening, though, right? Because we're all honest people fighting for democracy over here in the so-called West, which is not the West we're pointing out here. But who cares? Because narrative is all that matters anymore, right? You can tell how much this frustrates me. But this is a story no one's talking about because we're focused somewhere else. Not wrongly, but remember that. Now, on top of that, oh, don't forget. Not don't forget, but another study came just came out in March that they're finding exactly what they keep saying is fake news. Oh, the what the uh, let me just read it circulating severe acute respiratory syndrome coronavirus vaccine antigen detected in the plasma of the vaccine. These are things that are coming out that are challenging their narratives, but no one's talking about it. Or how about pilots now speaking out about the fact that they'll never fly again because of their injuries from vaccines? What about all those pilots and passing out and the danger and, and pl- plane crashes, helicopter crashes? Oh, who cares? You now let's focus on something else because none of that matters. Oh, and the, you know, pandemic treaty and all the things that are happening to control your life. And, oh, you know, let's just focus on the next big vanilla ISIS narrative, right? I mean, I'm sure you can sense there's a lot of this that upsets me because of how obvious this is a manipulation. And part of it is I'm happy to see that getting into the main story is the point. This And I, I find the whole thing around this, not that this didn't happen or that people didn't die or that this guy didn't get pushed to this or part of it, but that this is happening in the way it's being represented is frustrating because it's such an obvious manipulation. The whole thing, the vanilla ISIS, the drive, the white supremacy threat, that doesn't mean those things don't exist. The fact that it's being used against people in this country or elsewhere, as we've been laying out, and I'll show you in a minute. And yet still, it seems that we're allowing this to build in a way that is exactly what they would have wanted, even as we're aware of what we're pointing out. For those that are maybe confused about where this is going, I'll show you right now. Oh, by the way, just the last part was Bill Gates saying, oh, we're going to have vaccination forever, <laughs> every six months in the ongoing future. Weird. Wasn't that a conspiracy theory like yesterday? Isn't that interesting? OK, but let's start off with the main point. All that stuff's being discussed elsewhere, but it's going to slip through the cracks. Right. So the whole point of this is we have a, a, a shooting that took place. And very clearly based on what we're being told is the accurate information, the manifesto and so on, that it's a racist, white supremacy focused thing. Now, according to the documentation, if that is real and it was written by him and this wasn't some agent or operation or whatever else, which are valid things to ask based on what we know they are doing, can do, will do, are capable of. But if that's all true and I take it at face value, it seems pretty clearly this has been focused on a race concept. This is all about exactly what they're telling you is building somewhere, even though it doesn't seem to be what they point at in this country around conservatives or MAGA, whatever else. But weirdly enough, is exactly what they're screaming and touting and pushing in groups like the Azov movement. 
and their documentation, and weirdly enough, exactly what the corporate media was saying they were pushing and spreading all around the world right before February 25th, where suddenly it all disappeared and was all fake news again. So it's interesting, right, that they scream about the doc- the, ideo- the ideology that they want to throw at the feet of people like Trump and the conservative movement. Now, I'm sure there's probably people in that movement that have similar ideologies, but here's a shocking statement. There's probably people on the other side that do too, but we don't talk about that. But the point is, they say that's what they think, sort of like Putin's playbook. Well, is that his playbook? There's no evidence of that. They just say that's what it is because, wink, they know because we're insiders. It's certainly possible, but we should ask whether that's the truth. But then again, you can look at the exact stated ideology of the people they keep yelling and don't look at them. They're not neo-Nazis as they scream. We're neo-Nazis. It says exactly the same stuff. Then we need to realize when you find a connection between this person and that ideology and that movement, that we shouldn't stand back and go, well, that's probably not the reality because Trump and MAGA and the whole thing that they want you to look at. You're ignoring the evidence. You're ignoring the connection. It's like a murderer ignoring the fingerprints that lead to the weapon and going, well, I was told the neighbor did it, so we're going to go look over there. You're ignoring the facts to go to narrative, if you're doing that. So, back to the point. Black neighborhood, it's all about race, which is the whole point, right? Now, I'm not saying I know for sure that that's not the case. Again, don't forget, this could just be a genuine person who got wrapped up in what is clearly a CIA-driven kind of manipulation whether we're talking about 4chan and all the different stuff, which I believe that's what's happening there, the intentional radicalization of people. To be clear, you could argue that they had pre-existing thoughts that led them to that position. That's sort of the FBI's whole shtick, where they were going to do it anyway, even though we drove them to it. But nonetheless, it's being used. And here as it goes forward, Buffalo Mass Shooter's alleged manifesto. So even they're kind of, you know, we don't know for sure, even though it seems to be pushed by all of the, as far as I can tell, it came from the New York Times, at least the main release, leaves no doubt attack was white supremacist terrorism. Well, you just said it's alleged. So it's interesting how you just jump over the fact that we don't know for sure this was his, but it leaves no doubt that's what this is all about. Let's write an entire article about that, which is what you get. So it's clear they're focusing on that part of it. But, and also, by the way, one person has this kind of an attack, writes this manifesto, so we're told. Why does that indic- Why is that indicative of some kind of massive white supremacy rising movement threat in this country? It could be, sure. I'm just wondering, I just don't understand why we assume all this stuff today. Because the people who have lied to you about everything your entire life said so. Certainly could be, though. Ten killed, three wounded, and racist shooting at Buffalo Supermarket where there was a white person, I believe, or two that died, mostly black people that were shot, certainly could have been focused. That seems to be what they're talking about. They focus on this great replacement concept, which, of course, in the manifesto, that's what it's talking about. But I don't buy this stuff, guys. I'll show you next. This manifesto, it might as well just be like a, a, a vomit right from 4chan, which that's kind of what they would want you to think, that that's what they all think. And they're all in these secret rooms and chatting about how they're going to overthrow... I just don't see the evidence there, right? I, it's, I just don't, I don't understand. It's like Ukraine says. I believe there are people like that. But to argue this is such an insurmountable problem, I mean, look at the way that they have to lie about January 6th. They have to lie about that and, and pull every string and everything they can and, and just make this large, grasping, sprawling narrative based on what exactly? A couple of broken laws and the fact that people were allowed in and, of course, that one person was shot for... I mean, you could go off on that narrative forever and they're going to act as if I'm racist for not calling it an insurrection. It's, they're lying to you about this entire thing. It shows you that there's something missing there. Again, I argue that those people were meant to do more. They expected them to do more. 
The Great Replacement idea is sort of about the broadly the conspiracy, which not a theory, the idea is that a conspiracy, people collecting to make the reality that basically replacing the white race with other things, whether through immigration or so on, or policy. Now, sure, you could argue that that's a theory, because it is. I mean, there's, I don't see evidence or proof that that's what they literally intended to make happen. But look, we can stand back and, are, and very clearly see an agenda right now, politicized around race in general. Around why, you know, a Black Lives Matter can have a massive protest during COVID and it's totally okay because what they're doing is important, except when it happens with a different group where you're all going to get arrested because COVID. I mean, you you just can't miss stuff like that. And it doesn't matter how you perceive it or why you think they're doing it or what they think they're doing. That is racism in and of itself. But the point is that that is very clearly driving people to act differently. So you can decide for yourself whether you think there's a larger agenda, whether the Great Replacement is exactly what they're thinking. I don't think it's as simple as that. I think that in and of itself is a psyop meant to drive people into division around this concept for the larger thing we're getting into. I can't, I'm not going to pretend to know everything they're thinking, but we have to realize how race is simply a means to an end. They're using this to keep us divided from what they're trying to accomplish. And it's always been like that, whether it's race or whether it's politics or whether it's whatever wedge issue of today or Roe versus Wade. That's how this works. Now, here is Zero Hedge. And this, by the way, is the individual. I'll show you a picture in a a minute. I I can just actually, let me see, I believe, uh, right here. There, this is the individual. Which, by the way, I'm going to tell you right now, the person in the video looks different. I'm just going to throw that out there. I'll show you in a minute. But back to this. Now, this is Buffalo Mass Shooter Cites Great Replacement Theory and New York's Heavy Gun Laws in Manifesto. Now, what's interesting is you're going to see this frame two ways in regard to the gun law. The way I take this is that essentially this he used this location or decided to, if that's actually what happened, shoot in this location because of the heavy gun laws and meaning that other people wouldn't have enough ammunition, limiting magazine size and so on. I mean, that's pretty obvious. Why you would think that that would restrict him in any way as somebody breaking the law is just dumb. But that's what you're seeing taken out of as people who want to argue that gun laws would make this better. His argument is that, well, they're not going to have enough ammunition, so I'm going to go in the area where they're most restricted, which is basically what he says. But you're going to find them in the mainstream arguing that this proves we need more gun laws. And it's like, what? I mean, that's it's literally counterintuitive to what he says and what actually happened. But you can see the agenda picking up anyway. But it says Peyton S. J- uh, Gendron, Gendron, I'm assuming, is, is this person's name, 18 years old, was arraigned before Buffalo City Court Judge Craig Hanna on the first-degree murder charge on Saturday evening for killing 10 people at Buffalo, New York supermarket, according to Buffalo News. Gendron pleaded not guilty and was revoked bail while awaiting the next court appearance. He said he understood the charges. Now, according to the New York Times, which I'll show you next, is where this, this is investigators were examining a manifesto believed to have been written by him. So it's interesting that this is, as far as I can tell, yet to even be actually confirmed. For all we know, this was dumped directly from the CIA and we have, we're all just gobbling it up, right? But it's interesting, though, that none, even as we're all saying alleged or they don't know, it, even corporate media is running with this as if, look, it proves that we knew it. It's all about white supremacy. Kind of interesting. There's usually signs like that you'll get when this is some sort of a manipulation. But down here it says, uh, right here, within the text, Gordon purportedly describes himself as a populist. But you can call me an ethno-nationalist, eco-fascist, national socialist if you want. (laughs) What? 
well, that's a little bit interesting and confusing, right? I mean, so the idea, are you a socialist? Are you a nationalist? Are you, like, these things don't seem to line up with the, and I'm not going to say they, these labels are meaningless to me these days because of how they're aggressively misrepresented by anybody who wants to. The same thing I talk about with the idea of a nationalist versus a white supremacist or a fascist or an extremist. They're all very different things, but yet they're all just kind of bundled together. So today, when you hear nationalist alongside socialist, you're going to like, what? That doesn't make sense, according to what they'll tell you, right? All the Democrats out there, socialist Democrats acting like there couldn't be farther. But it, see, it just doesn't make sense to me. So I'm asking why that will be listed like that. Just personally, that seems to suggest that it doesn't fall right into line with what they would want to make this if it was a kind of an easy setup narrative, right? Certainly interesting. Drendren says, uh, Gendron says he planned the shooting based on, quote, the highest percentage of high density of blacks, and that can be found near him. So this is coming from the manifesto that we don't know for sure was written by him. Additionally, as the Epic Times, Jack Phillips notes, the alleged manifesto suggests the shooter chose Buffalo because of its stringent gun laws. Right. That's the point. It says, quote, near or New York State, uh, the author said, has heavy gun laws. So it would ease me if I knew that any legally armed civilians was limited to 10 rounds. That's what it says directly in the manifesto. But this is what we get from people who just want to toe the line. This guy's an editor of corporate media for The Guardian and other and other columns for The Guardian. Right. So you're so this guy is diving into this. He has images directly from the manifesto. And that literally is what it says. Again, I'll, I'm going to get sure this is the manifesto. You guys can have the link when I'm done. You guys can read it for yourselves. I honestly don't even recommend you do because I don't even, first of all, know that this is even accurate coming from him or has been manipulated by somebody or it's just a dump of, I mean, I'll, again, I'll show you in a second. It's pretty ridiculous. My point is this says the Buffalo Shooters Manifesto makes it very clear, says this columnist for The Guardian and editor of Current Affairs, that he was hindered by the gun control laws. Well, that's not even remotely what he said. So it didn't make it very clear. You're either on, you either can't read or you're just blatantly lying or you're towing a line that you were handed down by somebody in your department. This is dumb. This guy is just simply wrong. There's not even a misunderstanding here. He literally explicitly states the opposite of the manifesto. I went there because they won't have enough rounds. I can keep firing. But he says very clear that he was hindered by gun control laws that do exist and enabled by the existence of loopholes. I've never seen this clear of a demonstration of a direct line between the gun policies we choose and mass murder. Think about that. Think of how stupid that is. Existence of loopholes? Why exactly, Nathan, does a criminal need loopholes, huh? I mean, this is just child-level narrative or argument here. If he's a criminal, he doesn't care about the law. I mean, this is just basic gun argument 101 that we just skip right over. Gun laws don't apply to criminals. But whatever. Call me a they'll probably call me a conservative or whatever, a Republican for making an argument that's basic logic. But you see my point. That's ridiculous to me. But he goes on to say, uh, referring to the laws, I think that was basically the point. Uh, okay, so going on to the next one, I just wanted people to see, like, as I said, California, another church, by the way, or, you know, another place of worship. Multiple people shot at a California church. This just happened. This being reported, breaking news right now. So it's interesting. There's not a lot of information. Let me refresh this in case there's anything added. Yeah, as far as I can tell, oh, they added a little bit. Four people were killed. Or say that one person was killed, four critically wounded, which could end up in that direction. But I'm not saying this is connected. 
But my point is, okay, after something like just happened in Buffalo, you're going to see them pick up and focus on shootings that they never would have otherwise really pointed. They, right now, they want you to think, oh, no, look at that, another one. How much you want to bet there's going to be other ones, smaller ones, today, tomorrow, whenever. Another two people shot over here, which they never would have focused on and talked about had it not been because of your their willingness to continue to focus on the fact that there are shootings happening everywhere, which there always are. There are shootings every single day in this country. That's not a good thing. Just one. That's just the reality. I think that was it on there. Yeah. So we'll keep we'll keep an eye on this. I don't think it's necessarily connected. But now here's the manifesto. Now my point here, guys. You'll see just by scroll. My point is this, first of all, and that's the point that everybody wants to focus on because it's obvious. That is that the black sun, the neo-Nazi symbol. If this isn't, this is, I mean, you just go, like I keep saying, if you go back to their coverage of this symbol and of this movement, February 23rd, 2022, they were calling this an obvious, undeniable Nazi symbol, unequivocal. And then now it's like, well, they, they, they use it differently. It's not what you think. Or the, the wolf's angel symbols, now they change it so it's different. They're just bending over backwards to try and play mental gymnastics with this because for whatever reason, and I think we know why, they shifted away from what the game was here to make it obvious the Yaza Battalion was a problem and that they were influencing what was happening in this country. Now, because we can show you the CIA has been directly arming and funding and working with the Azov Battalion, it's a little bit difficult for them to go look at what the Azov just did in our country. Oops, that's the CIA. So weirdly enough, they're trying to backpedal this whole thing. Because don't miss that they have been laying this groundwork for years. And now it seems to continue to be happening. I don't know if they lost control of this or what the end game is, but it's still going on. Exactly what they were predicting before February 24th, 2022 is now continuing to happen. That the Azov movement was going international and they were influencing white supremacy attacks all throughout the United States, right? That all sounds scary and alarming until you realize it's backed and funded by the CIA. And it is still scary and alarming, but it shifts a little bit, doesn't it? I still argue the point was to pretend it was Putin that was creating these things and it gets a little more interesting as we finish the story out today, as we'll get towards the end, when you find out that they're now arguing that the Azov movement should be brought over into the United States, into Britain. Because, of course, they're just freedom fighters that are being attacked and surrounded in Avastol. We need to rescue them. We'll get there at the end. I'm not even making that up, guys. That's what's actually happening right now. So how e we're thinking refugees and all these different ways. What if they just literally bring them over? That's what they're calling for. Now, this symbol you can see for the podcast, it's that black sun symbol that's all over the Avzov movement's documentation. I mean, I can I mean, look at how simple this is. Somebody made this point before that it's obvious that they know what they're hiding because you, it's a simple search will show you the most obvious Nazi associations. Because again, my point is they were the ones saying that in 2021 and all the way back. So these guys are well aware of what they're hiding from. And that must be really uncomfortable for the ones that aren't involved in the agenda who are screaming that we're all white supremacists, and now they're literally funding and arming and supporting the white supremacists. It's, it's pretty stupid. But you can see the symbol right there in the background of their main logo. And then on top of that is the wolf's angel symbol that they lie and call national idea. It's the exact Nazi symbol. You've got two overt, unequivocal Nazi symbols in their one logo. <laughs> yeah, but it's ridiculous. It just makes me laugh out loud. And then the the right sector symbol down there at the bottom, which also has the, the neo-Nazi co correlations, but I digress. Now, here, and this link is included right here. I'll have it in the show notes. I'll try and do that right away when I'm done so you guys can check this out. Now, to be quite honest, I don't know what their, their claimed legality is here. 
But I'll tell you right now, and I'll state this on the record, that as a reporter, as a journalist, as somebody who is covering this for you and doing so in a public service kind of concept like the news is supposed to be, I have every right to publish the documentation in a news context for you guys to engage with because it has been released publicly. So the videos have, and so too of this. So if they come out tomorrow and say, like they did in Christchurch, and say it's literally a crime, go to jail for 10 years if you even own this accidentally or show this, well, I haven't heard that yet, but I'm sure they're going to try. But it's my job to inform you guys of this stuff, so we're going to go over a little bit of it. But first this, if you scroll through this. Now, by the way, this is interesting. I saw some conversations on this. This is... It says, and my most recent self-pictures. That's not him. We, it's, everyone knows that's not him. So that's interesting. Did he try to hide his identity if this was actually written? By him, I, I mean. Certainly possible. Or was there more going on here? It's very interesting. So you know, it could just simply be that this is all completely a, a construct of some kind where somebody was a, a, a patsy, a scapegoat. I mean, this is what they do, guys. Historically speaking, that's not my opinion. That's they've been caught for doing stuff like this. So it's interesting. Now you look this up and you'll find this image goes back to 2017 and before, and has already been used in past events as look, this guy's the culprit. And that turned out not to be. So why does this image keep popping up? I argue probably because of lazy CIA operations or whatever they're doing. Play one, two, and three. Oh, use that guy again. I'm just guessing. <laughs> but either way, you can see the correlation of that. But if you scrim through this, when you read this one, you'll find it's, it's typically, it's coherent. It seems like the, the person writing this seems intelligent. But of course, as you skim through it, it's overwhelmingly covered with disgusting racial this, you know, that the, the, I mean, look, we'll just right at the very top. You can see it says, if there's one thing I want you to get from these writings, it's that white birth rates must change. You know, this is just like the wet dream of the narrative coming directly from what they want you to think is influencing everybody on the right, which is how they're doing this. And I'll show you next. It's already in the Twitterverse. They're white ISIS or vanilla ISIS and they all need to be removed. That's what's happening right now on the Twitter sphere. But the whole thing you can go through and find them, you don't need me to get into it. It's riddled with racist commentary and, and the discussions of why we're being attacked. And, you know, and there's levels of truth to all these different arguments from all the different sides, right? You'll find parts of that. But at the end of the day, is this a, what they want you to think it is? Is this a rising white supremacy movement that's going to overtake the country? And if that's even true, which I don't think it is, where is it coming from? What drove it forward? Right. So there's all these different questions that nobody wants to ask because it ties directly back to who you think it does. Now, if you go through this, there's a lot in here. I'm just going to skim pretty quick to get to the images and whatnot. You'll find a lot of interesting things in here. That are, I mean, you, it's anybody that knows, you'll see this. It's it's as if this came directly from 4chan or one of these background groups. And that, that makes sense. Just going pretty quickly for you guys to see it. You know, all these different memes and this stereotypical kind of, you know, imagery about the, the, the Jewish caricatures and the whole different things, right? Which are, it's, it's the kind of thing you get from people, in my opinion, like this kind of image from people that are are either manipulated themselves and don't realize it or completely driving something that's meant like this is the kind of stuff that gets dumped in our chat when we're having a conversation about zionism like this that is meant to to drag down the conversation and make people think oh well this guy's a racist he's talking about jewish people alone no that's not what we're talking about but you can look through this for yourself i mean these kind of diagrams and these kind of things this is i mean this comes directly from that kind of material not to say necessarily that means one thing or the other. I'm just pointing out the obvious that this seems as if the CIA went just kind of co collected all the information that they want to dump on there. You know, they, they, they want to release to make it look as if it's exactly what they want you to think it is. That's completely my opinion. 
but is it not interestingly obvious how this all looks? Now, let's take one step back and ask, could it be that this person is somebody who is involved in these chant, these discussions on you know Reddit, wherever else, the way they want to frame it, and did get caught up in this? No, that's certainly possible. Because look, my opinion is that this entire thing is an operation that's being conducted by people like the CIA. And that does mean that there are actually people that do believe in these kind of things, and that this kind of an agenda carried out by intelligence agencies would in fact reach certain people to get radicalized to then they could then be used as these kind of patsies. You see my point? It doesn't have to mean that it is what they say it is, but they are using people like that and can use people like that. And that's how the best agenda in in the past goes, using somebody that's not a CIA operative, somebody who can then, you know, blow the whistle, somebody who did it of their own accord, but didn't realize they were manipulated into it. Sort of like an article right now that's uh, actually, I might as well just grab it real quick. I think I just referenced it the other day. There it is. This was up. It's actually a share from um, uh, Free Thought Project, I believe. Of course, this, my website is so incredibly under attack right now. By the way, guys, I'm in the works of trying to switch our hosting platform because I'm pretty sure that's what's happening right now. But you can just see that this it's still loading. I mean, it's incredible. So that's why our traffic is down and everything else because it takes damn three minutes. Or it takes forever for the site to load. So I'm aware that's happening. I'm aware the podcast is having problems. It's weird. It was just like it happened with GoDaddy. And then when we switched, everything started working again. So it's probably happening yet again. But back to the point. This is from 2018. Parents catch FBI and plot to force mentally ill son to be a right-wing terrorist. This is not hyperbole, guys. Read the story. It's incredible. And it is not just the, it's not the only time this has happened. This is, this is what the FBI does. From a, from a, you know, national, from a, you know, CIA is supposed to be the international, like outside the U.S. and FBI internally, but it never works that way. They both go do what they're not supposed to. But the idea is that they would, they set these things up to catch people. Again, to that point I said before, is the argument could be that he was going to do it anyway, but are we really going to pretend that this guy who is, you know, severely mentally challenged is going to be the person planning this out? The parents found out, and that's the only reason this got exposed. But there's a lot of these. There's one I talked about in the past. It was a, a African-American guy who was uh, also, I think, had some kind of mental issues. Who They were trying to get to release these toy cars during a parade they were, had, that had, uh, that had uh, explosives in it. And the guy actually backed out and said, you know what, I, this, I'm, I, I, this is not me. I'm not going to do this. And they arrested him anyway and charged him with a crime. They set it up. They supplied the information. They su suggested the thing. He just kind of went along with it. And then when he didn't do it, they charged him for it anyway because he was going to do it. Think about how crazy that is. And I'm not making that up. The bottom line is the person is coaxed along and things like this. And th they, 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 they trick this person into thinking he found a friend. That's the story. A person who has no friends and they get next to him and they offer him a joint and they say, hey, why don't you try to, you know, and they, and they get him involved and then they try to arrest him for that joint. Different story I'm thinking of, but that happened as well with a mentally handicapped child. Now, is that guy a drug dealer or is he a person who's so desperate to have friends that he's willing to do something he wouldn't normally do because he finally thinks he found a friend? That's how they work the situation. And that's what happened here. Happened with the story I'm thinking of, of the mentally handicapped kid. They tried to get arrested at a high school for a joint. And any other situation you can see. Even the New York Times has written about the FBI doing stuff like this. So back to the point, is this person a patsy? Is this person somebody who was 
radicalized in it, whether he realized it or not, to do something exactly like they wanted to. We have to be broad about this, right? Let's not assume that it's all fake or it's all a hoax. It certainly could be. But that's exactly what they hope from us, to be subjective, jump the gun, and not wait for evidence. Which, by the way, may not even ever come. Sort of like with 9-11, JFK, or any other story you want to talk about. We have to be okay saying that we don't know for sure. Now, I'm not going to go through this whole thing. This will be included as well, because this is graphic and unnecessary, right? This is not, it's not, the only reason I would show this whole thing would be for shock value and people to share the links and, oh my God, and talk. That's not what I'm going to do, because that's not what this show is about. You can watch this if you truly want to see people dying, but I need to show you a couple quick things. First of all, and this isn't even the whole video, as far as I can tell. I think it cuts off somewhere, and I've seen other parts, and it's just, the way this is being released is really suspect to me right? The way that it's being dripped out in certain places. And we need to ask ourselves why, you know, why is that put out? Why is that? Why does it say what it does? Why is there only select parts being given? You know, it leads you in certain directions, but here is the person driving up in the, you know, see the gloves and the, tent, the helmet. Now look in the mirror up here. It's going to show you a quick image of his face. Now, it, I don't know. There, let me see. Okay. There's a pretty clear picture right there. Now, am I crazy or does that not look anything like the guy that we just saw, like this guy. Now, I'm not going to, again, just like I just said, jumping to conclusions is the wrong thing to do. It could be possible that the helmet and the, and the straps are making his face look different, right? That, I'm not, we don't know. And I hate, when just a visual comparison is the last thing that is, is that's subjective as it gets, okay? But nonetheless, I just have to say again that I really do not think that looks anything like that kid. The face looks slender. The, fa the, the, the mouth looks different. I mean, everything about it looks different. So now it comes back to the point. Is, is this the real video? This is definitely the video that's being circulated. I've confirmed it with the information coming from the images shown by corporate media and so on. Okay. Is the video false? Do they have the wrong person? Is it all completely a psyop? And we don't, you know, see I me, mean, these are things that we have to ask that are so off the table. You're not, people are so afraid to be seen as a conspiracy theorist that they're just afraid to ask the obvious questions. Doesn't the CIA fake stuff? All the damn time. Don't we have the Smith Modernization Act where they allow themselves to fabricate entire stories for national security? Yes, they do. So it's amazing that we pretend that's not possible. I just want us to think about that, guys. That does not look like the person that we're staring at right now. To me, anyway. The face looks more chubby. I don't know. So I think we should ask that question, but it could be the strap. Okay. Now that being said, this person pulls up and jumps out of the car. Now the very first person that he shoots is a white person. Now that's telling for me. Apparently there was two or three people that were white and the rest were black. And this is a predominantly black neighborhood. Now, based on the manifesto, the argument is I went there because all, you know, I wanted to aim for the black people which certainly could be the case. So then why, when you hop right out of the car, does he first thing clearly see that white woman and shoot her first? Maybe just because he's like, whatever, I'm going to kill everybody. Certainly possible. And this is horrifically sad, by the way. I want to reiterate again. I'm in no way suggesting, I don't know is the point though. I don't know. It definitely, anything's possible, hoax, fake, whatever. I'm not afraid to say those things, but I'm not suggesting this is fake because I don't think it is. I think these people died and I think that's sad and horrific because of what actually drove it into action, in my opinion, but it's sad anyway. 
So just to make sure that's very clear, I know people are all very quick to jump to this doesn't look real, or the body fell funny, or whatever else, which certainly you should. But if you, we should not jump to conclusions, and everything based on everything we see, I sadly do think this happened. But first point is the white woman was the first person shot. Then at the end of this version of the video, what you'll see, interestingly enough, is that the la- the person is a white guy on the ground. And he goes to shoot him and the guy goes, no. And he goes, oh, sorry. He literally says, sorry, and turns away. Now, again, I'm not pretending I know what this all means, but doesn't that seem odd to you? Now, first first of all, we should make sure we understand that in this kind of a situation, nobody knows what would be going through this person's mind, especially someone deranged enough to do this if this is what actually happened. So who knows? Somebody just reacts differently. That's always something we should recognize. But the point is, goes on a shooter. And then at the very end, now you go, he goes through and he shoots a lot of different people. And again, based on what I've seen of different things like this, it's pretty, it seems pretty realistic to me, real. The people are being shot. There is blood coming out. I mean, all the things that people tend to point at. Now, but I just want to go to the end. Now, again, if you want to watch this and you want to dissect it, the, the link will be included. But right here at the end, what you're going to see right here, this guy who is clearly white. He just shoots somebody right here. Now, hey, just just in case, I should have said this at the beginning, just graphic warning, just in case. Okay, if there's somebody who is watching with their family, which people tend to do on this show, please just heads up. I, I, I might slip like I have before and show something. I think this one thing shows a little bit of blood. So just spoiler, or you know, uh, uh, graphic alert, please be aware, Okay. So he's going to pass by this guy and shoot this person on the ground and turn and, and and see a white person on the ground and say sorry as he walks away. After not shooting him. Really? That This is just me at the end. I, I wanted to show that part again. I mean, how in the, how does that ever, how does that make any sense? With everything you just saw, shooting the first person out front who is not black, whether by accident or not, and and then saying sorry at the end by not doing it. Like, it just doesn't add up. He was going to shoot people that were there. He would have just shot everybody. It's very strange to me. But that's it. I don't, I mean, we should be okay. Anybody that's going to try to tell you they know is is deceiving you or doesn't care about having the actual foundation for the truth. I could give you my opinions all day long. Nobody truly knows at this point. But that doesn't make much sense to me. The way, the, based on the narrative we're being spun from the corporate media. Oh, that's a good, that's an interesting point. Somebody asked who took the video in the car. It looks like, here, I'll show you how he gets out. I do. I think it's probably attached to his helmet. You also get a little bit of his voice, by the way. So if you ever get to hear the person speak in court or whatever else, it'd be an interesting comparison. Yeah, it looks like it's on his helmet. And that's where it's, it literally starts just like that. And they just start shooting them down right, right out of the car. No, no, anything. Story, since we- now, 
here, yeah, somebody's. I'm going to get into the comparisons with New Zealand Christchurch shooting. I mean, it, it, guys, th- this is undeniable. This this is all. I'm just trying to give a little bit of a background for for the setup here before we get into the comparison because that's all this is really about. The overt symbolism, the the imagery that I mean, this is exactly from the writing on the gun to the to the black sun neo Nazi symbol. I mean, guys, this is. And by the way, don't forget the Christchurch. The person involved in that literally went and met with the Azov Battalion. And there's just too much to not to, to miss, to, to not see the connection here. Now, this is interesting to me. This is an somebody interviewing. It looks like CNN. It's a clip on, on Instagram, but just based on the, the, the lower third. It, but in any case, it's somebody interviewing somebody that was out there. And it's the what he says is very interesting. Essentially that... It should be loud enough, I think. Yeah, it's loud enough. Essentially that this person's always out there sitting at the bench, calls it his office, kind of jokingly. And that day didn't. Why? Well, because the security guard who ended up dying, according to what we're told in the breakdown of the information, that he said, no lingering. No, you know, like not, but the way he said it, that day before it happened, shuffling people out of there, no lingering, no sitting around. It's just odd, isn't it? Like, why would a... First of all, somebody that seems to be there every day and inside the store telling people not to not to linger. It's a store. It's a grocery store. Again, just my thoughts. I'm not saying it implies or means anything, but it could essentially imply foreknowledge if that's the case. But listen to you for yourself. It's a three minute clip came on the air and it was about this man here, Grady Lewis. You were in that tops earlier this afternoon. We're going to get to that story. Uh, but you told me just a few moments ago that you actually spoke with the suspect yesterday. He was here. Tell me more about that. Um, I seen him and he looked strange in the neighborhood. Anybody had a genius shirt on. So I wanted to see if he was a genius. And we sat and talked about string theory, critical race theory, uh, beginning of civilization. And now, first of all, how does how do they know that he is correct, that that was the right person? Right. I mean, where's the, how do you even check something like that? So this guy says he saw that guy, says he talked to him and they just report it as fact. Like, how do you possibly even confirm that? The best you could do is showing him a picture and saying, is that the guy? And he says, yes. Now, couldn't he be wrong? Couldn't, don't people all the time confuse people? Oh, he looks like that guy. Happens on the internet all the time. Post memes on the internet. That's the same guy. No, it's very clearly not. You see my point? You see how ridiculously subjective the corporate media is? Are? (laughs) That this guy just, we're just going to let him talk. This guy could be making the whole damn thing up. And guess what? That happens all the time where they get caught. People lie about stories or make things up or it happened during COVID-19 where people would make these things up and they would get caught falling for it and blindly reporting it just because it towed the line. It's an interesting thought, isn't it? And he seemed like he was a genius, actually. Uh, He said he came up just to see the countryside and um, he was going to go out camping. He bought a, a big thing, a jug of water. He had a little nervous twitch to him. I bought him something to drink, and we sat and talked for about an hour and 45 minutes after seeing the pictures and seeing the blue car that I seen got into um, yesterday. So it's a shock right now, and he told me his name was Peyton. Um, 
So it was a shock. And we did see a blue car get taken away from yep. this scene just about a half hour or so ago. And you were saying that you were speaking with him on a bench that's located outside of this tops. Yes. That's the bench that early. Right. So first, just recognize, guys, this is the same day. This is the day, this is the night this happened. We, I mean, how do they know his, I mean, realize the flow of information didn't happen that fast. Like the images and, the, and who he was, what his name was. I don't know. I just, this, seems, this is very strange to me in a lot of different ways. Earlier today, when I first got here, you were the first person I spoke to. You were telling me that bench is your office. Yes. And you usually like to stop and sit there and talk yes. to people that are passing by. Today, you didn't stop. Yes. So walk me through uh, your afternoon here at the Tops. Well, I went in there and got me some um, a juice. And um, I didn't want to sit there today. So I walked across the street and... I opened up my, my my juice, and as I opened up my juice, I heard what I knew wasn't a firecracker. And I looked up, and I seen a guy shooting people. Then I seen a security guard run inside, and then I seen him going after him, shooting. And I saw him come back out, and, and I, he had all camouflage on. Then I seen a security guard run inside, and then I seen him going after him, shooting. And I saw him come back out, and, and I, he had all camouflage on and glasses and helmet, and then he put the gun to his head, and he dropped it. He took off his gloves. He took off uh, something, um, his gun, he put it down. He took off his vest, and then um, he got on his knees and laid down and put his hands behind his back, and they, uh, they arrested him at that point. And the other thing I wanted to talk to you about, you were telling me about the security guard the former Buffalo police officer who has tragically died in this incident. You were telling me today, he told you no lingering around the store. We got to, got to keep it clear. Yes. What? No lingering around the store. You got to keep it clear. Does anybody think that makes sense for a security guard at a, at a grocery store? Like when's the last time at a grocery store? They're like, you got to get out of here. We got to keep it clear. Like, it's like, we don't need customers. Get out of here. <laughs> There's no way that makes sense to me. Now, I'm not suggesting I know maybe the guy was an idiot. Maybe the security guard had a reason to do that, right? We can't jump to conclusions. But we have to admit that seems pretty fishy. But that's where we leave it, right? Like, do not allow that to make you go, well, now we know this or that, because we don't know anything. There's always other things that could be possible. Now, I'm going so far over the top in that direction because I just don't want people to fall into the trap. They want you to be subjective about this. But no lingering, got to keep it clear. Those words will go down in infamy, of course. That just doesn't make sense. It literally does not add up with what would normally happen. That suggests, at the very least, like, let's just try to, let's just give them the benefit of the doubt, which I don't think, this, this seems fishy to me, but given the benefit of the doubt, that would suggest either there was something else going on for him to say, we got to keep it clear. Or he knew something was going to happen. That's my opinion. But I've never in my life heard a secure or anybody at a grocery store be like, we got to keep it clear. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. Or, or maybe just going out on a reach, on a limb, that this person's still all scared about COVID-19. How much you want to bet that's what they end up saying. Just, you know, but none of that makes sense with where we are right now. Very, very, very fishy to me. The former Buffalo police officer who is... And then um, they arrested him at that point. And the other thing I wanted to talk to you about, you were telling me about the security guard, the former Buffalo police officer who has tragically died in this incident. 
you were telling me today he told you no lingering around the store we gotta gotta keep it clear yes you credited that man with saving your life yes i heard him say to someone there's no lingering around the store so me knowing that he was a buffalo police officer i never really wanted to give him an opportunity to say anything to me so when i do go i shop and i leave and that's the reason why i left because I heard him tell people that a couple times. So, you know, they got to tell me something four or five times for me to understand. And from what I heard, he went back and he shot at him when he went in the store. So, yeah, but if he wasn't there, I would have been sitting there. Here's an interesting contradiction. He just claimed to see them shooting at each other in the first part, right? About how saw them running in and shooting and he, you know, and then now he's saying, from what I heard, they were shooting at each other. Seems a little bit different. So I'm definitely thankful that I heard him say that. Yes, I'm definitely thankful to Mr. Salters. Yes, definitely. Well, Mr. Lewis, thank you so much for joining me here tonight and for telling me your story earlier today. I appreciate it. Story. Very odd. Very odd. Now, going to the part about the part that I find to be the most relevant of all of this, right? As Bob Bobberton points out, TLAV, or what the, the tag we're being forced to use today because we've been censored multiple times on Twitter, Doodlebug, or Doodlebug I, and Whitney Webb, or TLAV and Whitney, called it over a year ago. This is weaponizing the people to drive a narrative, which, again, I agree with. Not to say we knew for sure this would happen, but we've continually painted the picture and shown you where this was aiming. Based on what we thought, based on the information, which was the a building white supremacist threat, that was built at the very least urged forward by the CIA for the interest of using it against the people that they want to suppress. I mean, this is as plain as day, whether or not you think that is this, that is a real thing that's on the record guys. I've shown you that entire show is about the CIA documentation going back to the beginning of the CIA or the big from 2014 forward. I mean, it's all this has been admitted. This is like the people pretending they're not neo-Nazis in Ukraine while they're literally waving neo-Nazi symbolism and screaming we're neo-Nazis. I mean, it's just silly. But I'll come back to this tweet. Ryan Knight points out the Buffalo shooter wrote in his manifesto that he was inspired by the New Zealand white supremacist who murdered 51 people. And guess who the New Zealand shooter wrote about in his manifesto and who actually he met, by the way, the Azov Battalion, who is getting government funding. Exactly. Now, we'll come back to this. I want to, for those that are interested, just as always, here's a little sheet, little cheat sheet of the videos and, and articles that if you're interested, and you can see that we've been painting this picture for a long time. This is Whitney's outstanding article, Ukraine and the New Al-Qaeda, that just really gets into really 2014 forward and how they've been building this. And it's exactly the, the analogy I was using when we first talked about this, the Syria analogy, right? This is what they did in Syria. The whole moderate rebels, remember, that whole thing got blown up, right? We can see there's no such thing as moderate rebels that they were funding. These were dangerous level extremists that aren't even necessarily aligned with the ideology they pretended they were, that some of them were. were. Here's a good, good point I was making before. Just like we saw with the Hyatt Terrell Sham, ISIS, Al-Qaeda, moderate rebels in Syria. We, it was admitted by Saudi Arabia to, so, to, to a degree that the people at the top didn't necessarily have the, the Wahhabist kind of, you know, the, the, what's the right word for it? Just the extremist mentality, right? The ideology that they pre pretend, the religion that, that drove their actions to fight against our freedom and hate white people, whatever they were trying to frame it as, right? 
They admitted these people didn't necessarily even believe these things, that they were using it to manipulate the people beneath them. So think about how that applies here. Was this guy somebody who was a, a you know CIA operative who has been doing this to carry it out? Or was it all a big hoax? Certainly possible. But doesn't it seem more likely that he was just one of those lackeys that they got that they radicalized and got caught up in there? There are plenty of actual conservatives that actually believe the QAnon nonsense, that actually believe that there are, you know, some the way that they paint it. Now, I'm not trying to argue that there's different factions or that there's not different factions or that these people aren't necessarily aren't at odds to some degree at certain times. But to believe that, let's say, Trump is still the president and this is also a massive long term plan. It's just ridiculous. In my opinion, it's absolutely absurd based on the evidence in front of us. But my point is that there are actually still people that believe these certain things or believe that what was happening at January 6th was meant to be an overthrowing the White House. There were people that were saying these things. Now, whether they were operatives or not, there's another ask question we should ask. But couldn't this person it's himself just be somebody who actually got driven to this? But that still then makes it an agenda because they used him and they don't believe it. Same thing, guys. Back to this point. That's the larger agenda. The same thing it did in Syria. The same thing it did with Hayat al-Sham and the moderate rebels. They built this in Ukraine. It is undeniably clear. And now they're giving them $40 billion. It's that simple. Now, it doesn't mean that every single person there, like I just described, is that way. But the leadership is. And that has been painted very clearly. So read this article if you want to understand how this started from 2014 forward and what their objective was to create an insurrection, to mire Russia in this problem, and then ultimately lay at their feet the white supremacy problem around the world and pretend that they were the ones that championed what the Azov movement is. And that has since been destroyed. And so now they're shifting, in my opinion, to continue the white supremacist threat, but essentially, I would argue, aim it somewhere else to just really anywhere other than the CIA, and they might just still work it. On top of that, we've talked about this one, Azov Battalion tie to Charlottesville, right? So this, this is what you need to see. Christchurch shooting, ties to Azov Battalion. This one ties to Azov Battalion. Charlottesville, rise above movement, ties to Azov Battalion. I mean, every single one of the things they keep pointing at as this rising white supremacy movement has undeniable links directly back to the Azov Battalion. How do we pretend that doesn't make sense? How do we ignore that? Or how, how about this? How about if they want to pretend there's this massive rising white supremacy problem, and then it ties directly back to the group that they pretend stopped being that way in 2016? How does that make sense? Seeing as how they met with them in 2018. Oops. The bottom line is the Rise Above movement was the group, the Unite the Right march that you're looking at right here, who used tiki torches that were meant to look exactly like the Aza Battalion marches in Ukraine. The Rise Above movement, the Unite the Right rally, and all of that were the people that they used and pointed at as the impetus for the rising white supremacy problem that they used to then tie back to broadly to everybody on the conservative side. They directly met with the Azov movement. They were talking with them. They were training with them. I mean, this it's undeniable. Then when you realize the CIA has been funding and growing this problem, how do you miss what that shows you? Here is the other part of this, January 6th. As I wrote, the failed false flag, using this push to blame Russia and you using the CIA grown Azov Battalion. Don't forget. Now, these are all very quick points to these articles. Please dive into this. Watch the videos. There's so much to this. But remember this, there was a Ukrainian who is directly tied to the Azov movement. You, I, the pictures, you can see him wearing the, the, everything. He's, he's, directly tied to Ukraine and the Azov movement, who was on the ground on January 6th yelling things in Russian. Yelling, let's go, take, go to, you know, move forward in Russian. 
No, certainly could just be that he also speaks Russian. But why would that be? And why would they then try to frame him as a Russian individual when it turns out that he is not Russian? In fact, he's Ukrainian and is directly tied to the Aza Battalion. There's so many examples like this. I believe this was meant to be the impetus for the, the, and they still are using it that way, for what they were going to build against you here and tie it back to the Aza Battalion, which would then be tied back to Russia and all falls into place, except the independent media exposed this. Oh, by the way, FBI is to host the first annual January 6th reunion, according to Babylon B. Just think that's hilarious. For those in the podcast, it's Babylon B. He was, you know, a satire site, but this shows the FBI individuals standing around pretend. Oh, that 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 classic picture of the not FBI agents, right? <laughs> the totally not nor the totally normal white guys just standing around in the exact same haircuts and glasses and watches. Yeah, totally not. Obviously, these were people that were <laughs> law enforcement, whatever you want to call them. But the the joke is the FBI to host the first annual January 6th reunion because, guys, it's undeniable. There was FBI there. It's been admitted to people on. There was people that were involved with the military psychological operations department. There were people. I mean, these were admitted to. I forget which movement it was, but one of the one of the militias, the FBI admitted they had people in key leadership positions in two different of the militias that were there. It's just it's embarrassing. But next one, as we said, this is April 8th, 2022. You can see how this progressed right up to where we are. Vanilla ISIS is here. The CIA constructed illusion meant to demonize Russia and justify war on you. Right? We were calling this out, but now suddenly, because the, the certain certain people are pointing at it, now it's a big discussion. Didn't you see Tim, Tim, Tim Poole said it, so now we all have to talk about it, right? Even though we've been building these blocks that they're standing on, but not pointing at us, but that's how that goes. Here we go. Ukraine's government has been overrun with CIA grown extremists since 2014. Azov was just where it started. And I mean that by, by 2014 forward, right? It's been overrun for a long time. Azov is what started since 2014. But this goes all the way back to 1948, even before the CIA was called the CIA with the OSS before that. But 2004, 1948, then 1953, when it became the CIA, it still continued. As it says, not just the Aza Battalion. Documents prove. CIA.gov, their own documentation proves they've been building fascism in Ukraine since at least 1948. And they argue in that documentation is that it's about using it against the Soviet Union. But yet today, oh, it's so fake news because it's Russia now. It's the same thing, guys, just like we did in Afghanistan with the Mujahideen, just like they planned to do then and they're still doing now. It's just that painfully obvious. But there it is if you want to watch all through those for yourself. Now, here is what we see building already on Twitter. Now, this is just one individual, but I've shown you many examples of this, and I'll show you the, the hashtag search after that. Oh, actually, I didn't even need this anymore because, I, as always, I'll find it for you and show you myself. Here's the one I was just showing. We'll get to it in a second. So this is, a, this is Bishop Talbert Swan, all right? The guy has 176,000 followers, radio host, and so on, and NAACP. One more time, or here, uh, yeah, wait, is that the same one? Oh, it doesn't matter which one's first, but he just says, one more time for the people in the back. White men, in all capitals, are the biggest terrorist threat in America. Hashtag vanilla ISIS. Not, not being facetious, not doing it sarcastically, but literally using the term exactly like I told you this would happen. And again, horrified that we end up being right. This is the building narrative, guys, that people in, and of course, it's not just white men, it's specifically conservatives, because if you're on the other side, well, you're not a problem. 
Now, that's not what I believe. That's not what I think is the reality. That's how this is being framed. And don't forget, it's not actually within the two-party paradigm. It's about just calling anybody a conservative who thinks a certain way or acts a certain way as if or like calling me a conservative because they claim I'm anti-vax or calling me anti-vax because I question injections. The bottom line is that's just what they name it. They're called they'll call me a conservative simply because I challenge the narrative. And you know that I think the two party illusion is ridiculous. So just recognize that even though they're using one side of it. Vanilla ISIS. I mean, what a stupid thing to actually go forward with. It doesn't even make sense. I mean, it's inherently ridiculous. So are we really pretending these are white supremacists, yet they're working alongside people that aren't white? Or how about in reverse, that you're going to have people that are, you know, whatever, uh, Wahhabists that will then work alongside white supremacists? It just seems stupid. Now, that is not even necessarily what they're trying to say here. But that is the over the underpinning narrative to that is that they are working with foreign entities because they just hate America so much. But the point, and really, the people that are selling you this narrative are the ones that truly hate you and America. But this is just about arguing that they're just a softer version of ISIS, basically. That's where this all ends up. And here, he pushes the idea. All in capitals. White men are the biggest terrorist threat in America. Despite the data not backing that up, but who cares? There, I said it again. Did I stutter? Does it look like I'm getting ready to equivocate? Guys, that is literal racism. That person is a racist. You can be a racist no matter what color you are. To say otherwise is racist. The point, though, is to just simply label all white men as one thing is a ridiculous, I mean, like as racist, as subjective and racist as it gets. That's the equivalent of saying all black people are this way. Oh, you can't say that. It's the same thing. To argue that it's only that white people, only white people can be racist or black people can't be racist is racist. It's just that stupid. Now, the bottom line here is not about the race discussion. It's about the fact that but they're framing this as exactly where this was meant to go. They are vanilla ISIS. Got it? Or do I do I need to say it, see it to see it again? He's, I didn't even read this one. It says, to find it interesting that so many of you who don't give a darn about the death of a little black girl are gloating that her suspected murderer wasn't white. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, there's so much this race baiting conversation out there. It's how about we just care that people die, right? The idea has to be one way or the other. And yes, anybody will try. People try to use these things against people. Of course they do. But here's another one. Another white supremacist terrorist entered uh, True Bethel, a black church in Buffalo with guns this morning. This is the first one I probably should have shown. The governor was present and security apprehended the savage before he could shoot anyone. Oh, never mind. This was a different one, apparently. Second gunman in Buffalo, right? So. No, another one. So now we've got a shooting in, in, in California. Other ones are going to point that. Here's, I just made my point right there. I was talking before. So if somebody was going to do this and nothing happened, would they have reported that if there wasn't other one wouldn't happen, had happened, had not happened first? Hmm, it's a, you know, who knows, right? But I think it's pretty interesting to think about that. This person went in there and they got stopped. What's interesting though, is the timing of it and the fact that it's also, I mean, there's, and oh, the main point I wanted to get across, I'm glad I said this before I forgot. He says, first of all, talking about, they stopped this person. These demons need to be exterminated. Just the interesting choice of terminology, isn't it? Now, what are you talking about exactly? Now, of course, he's going to argue that people that would shoot others like that, that's what he's going to argue. But based on everything else he was saying before this, White men are the biggest threat. White men are the biggest threat. And then he follows this up by saying they need to be exterminated. 
I'm just trying to make a point here that it's very clear that in his mind, he's talking about white men in a general sense. But don't I don't want to assume. He says it, but he can apply it as he wishes. But the bottom line is, all of his other tweets are very clear what he's getting at. You as a white man out there, or really just a white person, are a problem, according to what he's saying. Now, what do you need to, how, how do you deal with that? How do you stop that problem? If it's just all white men, what do you do? Well, obviously, you would direct your policy towards white men in general. And that's racist. Since it doesn't even matter, though. You see, we're at a point now where this is just about division, about creating the narrative the government can step in and use while we're fighting each other. Now, here is the hashtag vanilla ISIS. Now, here, this is just another person pointing out. Oh, by the way, that's the reason I wanted to show this first one. Notice something very interesting here. I searched for the hashtag vanilla ISIS. You know what the first thing that pops up was? A tweet that has nothing in it that says vanilla ISIS. Now, how does that make sense? You see this tweet? This huge tweet with 276,000 likes, 71,000 retweets of a very sad picture of a woman that died at the shooting. But where is the hashtag vanilla ISIS? It's not there. So is Twitter taking liberties with what they're including? That Well, is Twitter associating anything in Buffalo with the hashtag white with vanilla ISIS? It certainly seems that way. Doesn't that expose what we're talking about? I think so. Why, why would Twitter make the association between Buffalo and vanilla ISIS? Because that's the point, guys. That's the point. That shows you an agenda if I've ever seen one. But unfortunately, people did die. Now, here's mine from today. Just throwing that out there again. Hashtag vanilla ISIS, Azov movement, CIA. But if you go through these, you'll find some interesting points that this is what we're talking about is the vanilla ISIS version of radicalization. That's not, the, not one of the most. See, here we go. This theory was the vanilla ISIS terrorist manifesto blaming, you know, Tucker Carlson. It's all a conservative movement. But you get a general sense as you go through this. That's what most of these are focused on. This beautiful woman is on Tucker Carlson's hands. Hashtag vanilla ISIS. This is the point. This is broadly being applied to whatever they say it is. Just like with January 6th, just like with anything else. Now you can skim through this if you want. You'll get more of the same. Here's January 6th. Look at that right there. Oh, no, no, not January 6th. Sorry, that's the one of the tr Trump associated. Same point. But you'll find same stuff as you go through this, guys. It's all being brought clumsily dumped in one direction. So let's just go to the top. I didn't update this. Oh, good, there's ours in there. <laughs> anyway, I could go through this forever. It's very interesting. But to go to the next part, here is what we're seeing in Nashville. This is a sticker. That's been seen popping up all over Nashville. That's an occult symbol behind him, or rather just a specifically a Nazi-related symbol, the Black Sun. A thing that the nerdier Nazis were into, according to this person writing it. Mainly of note here is how this is the coolest way, that or cool, the coolest they were able to make him look. This is just his commentary. But notice what it says, guys. It's the Black Sun with a picture of Kyle Rittenhouse. Where it says, Kyle was right. Now, has Kyle Rittenhouse ever even insinuated that this was even race-related? No. In fact, he's gone out of his way to say the opposite, arguing it was self-defense, which, by the way, if you really look at what happened, you could argue he didn't have to take exactly that kind of action, but that there was clearly the valid discussion for self-defense. Oh, people get so upset. If it was in reverse, everybody would say the same, right? It's just, it's, we are overwhelmed with our political manipulations today. 
The bottom line is that Kyle Rittenhouse is just somebody who they lumped in with this idea. They called him a white supremacist because he's a conservative, because he shot all, all of it. None of that was, it's just the whole wink, wink, Putin's playbook kind of nonsense that they know how Kyle thinks because he had a gun and because he's a conservative. That's very stupid. That's child level logic. That's not even logic. That's assumption. <laughs> Looks like, geez, did we lose connection? It doesn't surprise me at all. I think our, I think our video already got taken down on YouTube. Looks like the chat just got disconnected. Let me see real quick. Yep. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. We we just got here. Let me let me show you this real quick in real time before we go go forward. You know you're doing something right when you get the video taken down in real time. Check this out. This is what they just show. Oh, I'd have to do that. I just took it on the on the private browser. This video has been removed for violating hate speech. So say goodbye to the T Lab. The TLAV uh, pirate channel account, I think that was the third one. They're just going to knock that one off for sure. But hate speech. Hate speech, really? We're talking hate speech now? We're discussing the reality of the situation and broadly considering possibilities is hate speech. Do not miss how this is exactly my point, guys. They will frame me as a white supremacist conservative for even discussing that this could be something other than what they said. That's the point. Isn't it interesting that they went with hate speech? Why, why wouldn't it be misinformation? There's a reason for that, guys. This is a plan. Now here, don't before I get distracted, the main point is lumping this in, taking one of these icons that they built, right? They made Kyle Rittenhouse into what he is on purpose. And then using that icon and dumping it in with something like this. Now, here's what's so embarrassing. They're the ones saying that the symbol is not what you think it is. Or, oh, it's the Azar Battalion. It's not the same thing. And But yet it's then used to argue that he is a white supremacist. See how inconsistent that is? The point is, in my opinion, this is being placed to argue that that the whole thing is about white supremacy and the connection there. And some weird way still tying back to the Azov movement even though we know that all of this was completely funded by the CIA and that they're actively trying to undermine that that same symbol simultaneously means something different when it's on the arms of people in the Azov movement. To that point, exactly. Now, first of all, as Usher Moses points out, Asher Moses points out, Maps Ukraine, which is a great account, was just removed from, you, from, from Twitter. They just got censored. You can follow him on Telegram. I highly recommend you do. That's where I got some of these pictures I'll show you. But they suspended him. Why? for posting stuff about this exact topic. So we'll probably get knocked off Twitter, to be honest, just for com- just for talking about this. Because very clearly, this topic that we've been hinting on long before pretty much anybody is a very obvious sensitive point for them right now. They suspended Maps Ukraine today for revealing the evidence linking the latest U.S. mass shooter with the Azov Nazis, who are currently being armed and funded by the West. Which is, the, which is what's happening here is the actual... Uh, tweet that he shared, the, your account has been suspended and will not be restored because it was found to be violating the terms of service, which is strange because they're not talking uh, permanently suspended. Or maybe actually they do say that, which is so stupid. They still say suspended. They don't even understand what that word means apparently, but then I mean, they do. They're just playing it fast and loose with it. But hateful content. How is it hateful content to point out that the person is using a Nazi symbol? They just don't want that connection made. It's very simple. But as it says, it's against our rules to promote violence against direct attacks or threatening people. That's not what happened. Am I suggesting somebody get attacked? 
No. You know who is doing that? The Azov movement. But see, they're just pretending like we're attacking somebody's ethnicity or race. We're not attacking. I'm not attacking anybody's ethnicity. By pointing out that there's obviously other parts to this, it's not attacking anything. They frame the truth as attacking them. They frame me not getting an injection as attacking them. You see how stupid this all is? It's about creating the illusion of violence when it's really just choosing not to follow their agenda. But this is interesting as well. Permaband on Twitter, Ukraine Maps writes, looks like Elon Musk deal went wrong after all. That's his opinion. Obviously, as we know, it's not really there yet. It's still being sussed out. But it's just interesting how we saw people like James Wood come out of the woodwork. Oh, everything changed. Oh, everything's back to normal now after one day. <laughs> I shouldn't, I shouldn't, I'm not trying to make fun of James Wood. I actually find him to be quite pithy and, and insightful in a lot of different ways. But when it comes to conservative movement, I think a lot of these people are blinded by that. But going forward, this is the image I used for my screenshot today. I added a couple of things for, the, for my video um, thumbnail. But and I have that next. Actually, we'll just look at that one. Just, I mean, just look at this. This is what's so embarrassing about this. Here is the Buffalo shooter with the obvious symbol on his chest, very prominently displayed. Which again, just want to go back to that really quickly. Since I, where was that? I want to look at his face compared to that. I mean, it just doesn't look like him, guys. I mean, I, I know I hate to dwell on that, but just the mouth and everything. I don't know. I mean, it, look at the beard and stuff. It just doesn't even look like him. Yeah, wait a minute, guys. I mean, look, he doesn't even have a mustache. Good God. Am I crazy? Look at that. Okay. So maybe he shaved before this all started, but actually before we do, I, there was, a, there was, oh, here we go. There's pictures of him shaved here. Huh. Very interesting. I would wonder if uh, the, the images, I don't want to jump ahead because I don't know where to grab it real quick. Oh, wait, maybe it was right over. I thought I'd say that I do it anyway. Oh, well, we'll come back to this stuff. My point was that there's a, there's a, a, a picture of him in the, in the courtroom. So remind me in the chat if I forget in the courtroom, if he has a mustache, that's going to be quite telling, but here he is, according to what we're being told. We don't know if this is even truth or accurate or whatever else, but this is what we're being fed, the manifesto and whatever else. He's got that symbol. Here's what they're calling heroes in Ukraine. Oh, you know what? Shoot, I'm pretty sure I used the wrong image. Oh, I didn't. I, okay, I got it right. I put, I put quotes around hero <laughs> in the image I used because it's obviously not what they are, in my opinion, because they're hurting people from Donbass and forward. But he's got the same symbol. So why does it mean everything on one person, but nothing on the other? That's just completely subjective, as we all know. Then, here is the New Zealand shooter, with the same symbol. Now, it could just be coincidence, right? An honest person could say that. It could just be that they all have their own independent white supremacy ideologies, and they, they lie, you know, whatever. You could make an argument, but that's we, it, the, the interesting correlation is the first step. Then you tie it back to all the, uh, the direct connections to the Azov movement, and it becomes impossible to miss. The, gun, the, the, the writing on the gun, for example. Oh, well, first, here's the tweet that I referenced earlier. The Buffalo shooter wrote in his manifesto that he was inspired by New Zealand white supremacist humor. So the point is, first of all, the, uh, the direct connection to saying I was inspired by what he did and the same thing. 
Get, and so it, even if you want to pretend that there's no direct connection, you can see very clearly that the person who met the Azov movement and was driven forward could then have, by by ver- his actions and everything else, driven this person to take similar action, which is, would very clearly still then be laid at the feet of the people who built the Azov movement and then radicalized that person to take action. But it says, and guess who the New Zealand shooter wrote about in their manifesto? The Azov movement. Buffalo shooter inspired. These, uh, these are where I get the next two articles. I'll break these down for you right now. Inspired by New Zealand Shooter was inspired by neo-Nazi battalion in Ukraine. Please stop funding neo-Nazis in Ukraine. Well, that's exactly why they're doing it, so it's not going to stop. But here, going back to 2019, was the Christchurch shooter part of a white supremacist network taking cues from Al-Qaeda and Islamic State? Okay, so it's interesting. Here's where the clumsy white vanilla ISIS narrative is being revealed. They wanted it to tie back to people like this. So you're literally arguing that this white supremacist was taking cues from people that weren't white. So you're not a white supremacist then, right? Or, I mean, it just doesn't make sense. It's really clumsy. But nonetheless, they tried to lay this groundwork. It says right here, in the wake of the New Zealand mosque attacks, links have emerged between the shooter and a Ukrainian ultra-nationalist white supremacist paramilitary organization called the Azov Battalion. You know, the group that stopped being that in 2016, according to all of the Western press that who were moments ago saying the opposite. And here they are in 2019. Oh, they're they're linked right back to them. But yet now, if you said the same thing and even referenced New Zealand, they would call you a conspiracy theorist because these people don't even know what they're thinking unless they're told how to think. The Shooter's Manifesto alleges that he visited the country during his many travels abroad. And the flak jacket he wore during the assault featured a symbol commonly used in the Azov Battalion. The point is the Azov movement is international. They're meeting with people like the Rise Above movement. They're meeting with people like this. He said he went there to meet with them. This is the obvious reality, guys. And of course, his transnational ties go beyond Ukraine. They're building this large, sprawling thing that just disappears after February 25th because we exposed who built it. Buffalo supermarket shooter was radicalized by New Zealand Moss Killer. It says the man accused of killing 10 people at the supermarket in Buffalo was influenced by New Zealand white supremacists who murdered dozens of people in a pair of shootings three years ago. Peyton Gendron, 18, wrote a terrifyingly cold questions and answers section in the manifesto that see apparently here we're not even now we're past alleged or we don't know, even though we don't yet, even though it could have been dumped by the CIA and we'll never know for sure. But, you know, it's fact because we want to point to the white supremacy problem that spelled out the white nationalist belief that he said led him to plot the Buffalo attack. Again, I'm not saying I know that it's not his. I'm just saying that we don't know that for sure. So it's really obvious when the corporate media just jumps right over that verification part of it, you know, which is their job, or at least they pretend it's their job. He said the particular person that radicalized him the most was Brenton Tarrant, the man who murdered 51 people in New Zealand in 2019. Down here it says the truth. Oh, dang it. That, that's right. He has a mask on. Interesting. This is the, this is him in the courtroom, or at least whatever they were getting into raining. He doesn't seem to have the beard below, or he kind of looks like he's got the beard. So, I, you know, help me out, guys. If you find a picture of him without that on, if he doesn't have, I mean, I, I gotta be, he looks damn clean shaven to me right there. And it also just doesn't even look like him, but interesting. Going forward, though, it says, Gendron, uh, Gendron's manifesto also includes pages and pages of anti-Semitic rants. But his attack plan focused solely on black people. So that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Right, the idea, the, first of all, 
how exactly are you radicalized by a movement that pretends to have all these Jewish people in the movement that actually don't when you actually realize the proof of it and point it out? Or the fact that those people that are there on top of that are actually Zionist Israelis that are there doing the same thing they're doing with Zionism in, the, in Israel, like this whole abstract manipulation. The point is, just like I made in Saudi Arabia and Syria, guys, a lot of these people don't even care about what they pretend they believe in that they use to radicalize others. Now, people could take that as an insulting statement to pretend, how dare you suggest they don't believe in what they believe? Yeah, well, they make that clear. I'm just pointing out what they've said in the past. If you choose not to acknowledge what they've said and plug your ears and stomp your feet and call me a racist, well, that's on you. They've admitted this stuff. There are entire groups of Orthodox Jews in Israel that point out that the Zionist movement is nothing to do with Judaism, that they've hijacked it, right? So if Orthodox Jews can point that out, how exactly is it racist for me to say it? But, you know, whatever facts, you know, same thing here, though. I argue that a lot of this is just using these things to manipulate people. Maybe this person himself. But it says, I was never diagnosed with a mental disability or disorder, he wrote. I believe to be perfectly sane. Interesting to state that, but he says, Jenner was arrested on the top's friendly market after he shot 13 people, killing 10 of them. So we're told. Of the 13, that you know, that, that was him. A 13 he shot, 11 were black, so two of them. He was charged with murder, and investigators said he could face terrorism and hate crime charges. Interesting. Now, here are some discussions we've had in the past about New Zealand. Police drills that took place right before the New Zealand shooting. But there's, there's, there's discussions in here you can check out for yourself. Here's an interesting one. Just wanted to point out, this was another New Zealand shooting coverage or discussion. And by the way, you know, it's interesting that it was also happening while that was happening. Israel bombing Gaza. <laughs> Isn't it weird how while this stuff happens, Israel seems to know and takes action that they don't want people to see? Yeah, interesting correlation. But check this out. Video is private. That's interesting. Didn't they claim to delete all of that? I always point this out, guys. They claim to delete a lot of this stuff, like my whole entire Last Last American Vagabond channel, but they still have it. That whole channel is apparently private. Are they building a case against us to call us terrorists? Who ultimately knows? But the interesting point is that they still have it. That's very telling. (laughs) Why wouldn't they delete it if it's all fake news and they don't want it there, right? But here is that video I was just referencing the New Zealand shootings. Now take a look at the gun. Now, you can look most of this stuff up online and the ISIS flag and the interesting stuff. That, that remember, the, even the, remember that image, the ISIS flag, there was the sticker they used. It wasn't even actually the ISIS flag. It was something else. There's all this weird overlap, but there's this gun with all the writing on it. Here's the guy from Buffalo. I mean, really? Now, yes, he says he was inspired or driven forward by it, but why the same? It, it just seems like this perfect inline narrative fell right in the place with all of these BLM, BLM and, you know, monkey written on the, on the, on the, the gun or whatever else. I mean, all these things tie right back to things that, I mean, it might as well be taken right off. It's, it, do you know what it is actually? Let me put it this way. It could be genuine, but you know what it would look like if let's say the CIA was like, what would we do to make this look like exactly what we tell them this is? Like they pulled it right off of 4chan, Right. That's what it would look like to me. Not saying I know that's what happened, but if they were to do that, that is exactly what they would produce, in my opinion. Now, here's another inconsistency. Somebody pointed, people in my Discord pointed this out for me. I appreciate that, guys. This is 2019 from the manifesto from New Zealand. Here is the manifesto writing from today. Notice some interesting correlation. 2019, Erdogan, the leader of one of the oldest enemies of our people and the leader of the largest Islamic group within Europe. 
jump over to today. Erdogan, the leader of one of the oldest enemies in our people. Right, exactly the same two paragraphs. And even down here, the paradox of the diverse equality, exactly the same discussion. Now, of course, he could have just taken that from the manifesto because he said he was inspired by it. But this, you know, the same symbols, the same connection to the Azov movement, the same ideology, the same discussions, the same timing. I mean, everything is an undeniable correlation like this. Now, at some point, we have to start asking, could this just be exactly what it looks like? exactly what they've been building, the documentation lends to everything that points in this direction. It's an obvious possibility that I, you, th- I, you know what I think. Here's the actual manifesto. You can see it right there, just just in case. Erdogan, Erdogan, the leader of one of the oldest enemies of our people. Okay. Now, here's Ian Miles Chong pointing out the suspected Buffalo Shooters manifesto features the black sun symbol used by the Azov Italian in Ukraine. And I'm just pointing out again, it's, it's like, this is what's so frustrating to me, is the people having these conversations start if they're not aware of anything other than sort of like the quasi-mainstream, quasi-independent level. They start off at a position where they're standing on incomplete information. As if this is where it all began, and there haven't been people like Whitney Webb screaming about this for years. You see my point? And if you start there, not to say Ian or anybody else in particular, but just if you start at this moment and act like them ones talking about basically somebody discussing the kind of very surface level conversation about the Azov Battalion, but not really getting into the meat of it, just kind of broadly pointing out that they're funding them, that they're a problem. You're, you're going you're gonna to lose the argument because they're, that is how they're setting people up. You need to understand the full picture here and how it ties back to the CIA and the funding of it and the larger agenda and the building of it and the Rise Above movement, the Russian imperial movement, Rim and Ram, and how it ultimately ties back to the planning of how it was meant to be laid there and what they're shifting into now and how this is built around January 6th, built around the idea of the, the war on you, as it always has been. As I said, I sure wish somebody's been warning you that this agenda has been building since before COVID-19. Clearly, it's been happening. And as I said here, I've been loudly highlighting the open connection, not leaked, on the record, between the CIA, the Azov movement, now immersed with the Ukrainian government, and between the Azov movement and the Rise Above movement for months now. For months! It's obvious! But of course, it falls on deaf ears because we're yelling into the wind, we're censored into a corner. Hopefully, it gets out there. I know all of you are here, and I know all of you are paying attention. But the problem is that unless we get that, that, that majority that still believes they're the minority and make them recognize that it's not the YouTube level information, but we, the, 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 we will continue down this path is my point. We need to see where this is going. Now, again, the Charlottesville part of this is the important thing to recognize, that this ties directly back to the CIA, the Azov Battalion, and the impetus of this whole thing. The cars running over protesters, the whole thing undeniable connection. They actually met, the leadership met with the Azov movement. Here is Bellingcat, which is interesting because they're a obvious propagandist for the for the narrative, but yet they were saying this then. Why? Because I believe they this is what they wanted you to know when you didn't realize the government was funding it. They published a detailed new investigation, which by the way, you should read. Because it's literally talking about the Azov movement, defending the white race, because that's what they wanted you to think before they knew the CIA was funding it. Detailing Ukraine's Azov movement's efforts to co-opt American white supremacist extremists. 2019. Oops. 
It says right here, the story starts from the FBI report that detailed how members of the U.S. neo-Nazi Rise Above movement based in California had contacts in Ukraine. Not just contacts, but literally met with them. Met with Alina Smenkia, the leader of the International Department for the National Corps, which is their Azov movement's political party. Or the, 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 the National Militia, which is their, their police arm that literally monitors their elections. Like, we don't talk about this stuff because they want to pretend it's not true. But it's on the record. Trips to Germany, Ukraine, Italy, each one of them having an Azov movement arm in these countries. RAM movement members were charged in the U.S. for violence in Charlottesville. How do we miss that? Olena Semenkia mentioned the FBI report. FBI report is a central figure in the investigation. Now she's a freedom fighter, right? She's still in there right now. And she's right there fighting for freedom alongside the Azov movement and the Democratic Party, right? We're fighting for freedom. But what about this FBI report? Fake news, conspiracy theory, except it's literally right in front of you. She works with the Azov and their international um, secretary, excuse me, of the National Corps. She's well known in European neo-Nazi circles and will be speaking at the far right conferences in Finland. This is 2019. Fake news, though, right? You can keep reading this. Detailed how the Rise Above members met with her, had contacts in the Azov movement, follow this thread in the investigation. Fake news right now. Here is Majid pointing out that NATO posted and deleted an Azov Nazi Ukrainian soldier wearing the neo-Nazi, the Nazi black sun. Oh, by the way, actually, let me see if I can grab this one if I get this to come up. it is perfect so this is the same point not only where was that tweet not only did nato do that but so too did uh die Welt, a gigantic german outlet main corporate media right as alan alan mcleod pointed out they posted this image the title, The Lie of the Neo-Nazi Battalion and the Guilt of the West, and then censored it, which I covered right here. Where was I? Right here. I asked him, did you see what they changed it to after getting called out? New pick, new title. But guess what? Today's Azov Regiment no longer has anything to do with neo-Nazis, except they don't show a picture of the Azov movement. Why? Well, because the the picture they showed, which is them, has all the neo-Nazi symbolism, including the black sun, which they censored. So if we're going to pretend it doesn't mean what they say it means, or we say it means, why would they censor it then? Or why would NATO remove it then? Because they know what they're covering up. He says, today, U.S. neo-Nazi mass shooter Peyton Gendron, who lived live-streamed to Twitch and killed 10 people, wears the same black sun Nazi symbol as Azov. And, and now it's a white supremacy symbol because he did it. Except right now, it's not when they do it, though, because that makes sense. It's undeniable, guys. That's the one I have in the picture on the main thing. This It's undeniable. Now, of course, here's my point. He's talking on it with Tim Cast, forecasting, forecasting that Azov inspired Nazism has and will come to inspire nasty groups. Right, because he was way ahead of that narrative, right? I'm sure he's reading Whitney Webb's writing, right? Just <laughs> this how this goes. Who was actually forecasting this was the last American vagabond and Whitney Webb and anybody else that was covering this for a year. But this is where it will go, as usual. That's the job of people like ourselves. But the point is, Buffalo Shooter posed white supremacy manifest. Oh, that wasn't the one. Which one was it? Oh, I think I have it next to uh, this one. Wait, I thought I had one more. I guess it's irrelevant. 
Oh, it, this is the one I, re- I referenced earlier. The point is, as he says the same thing, a basic search of these sources will show you that they know what these people are and that they're hiding it. And this person says, what's the obsession with one Ukrainian regiment? The obsession is that people like you have no idea what you're talking about. It's not one regiment. And you see, this is where they leave it. Despite the fact that I bet this guy right now here. Okay, here's a good example. Radio Free Europe. Let I me mean, let's even see if we can. Ah, it'll take too much time. Maybe for another show. Radio Free Europe. 100%. In fact, I've referenced... Well, let me just do this and see if it pops up. Now, is that how the link goes? Yeah, I'll, I'll come back to it. Anyway, Radio Free Europe, ha, I've covered on the show, has writ, wrote articles right up until 2022 discussing the exact same thing. How this is an international reaching Nazi movement that's influencing white supremacy all around the world, and then suddenly only one regiment and it stopped in 2016. My point is, this person pointing at this article, you could show him the same outlet saying this in December 2021, and they'll still act like you're crazy. It's one regiment, you stupid conspiracy theorist, except that same outlet was saying the opposite moments ago. These people just toe the line. That's what they're believing intelligence is today. But towing narrative is an easy thing to do. It's nothing brave about repeating what you're told. The bottom line is they know what they're deleting. They're covering this up because of what it, what it connects to, because of what this person ties to, because of what they're trying to build against you right now. Peyton Jenner's use of Black Sun Icon sparks bizarre debate over the Azov Battalion. Oh, is it bizarre? No, it calls out the reality, and you guys are trying to obfuscate that obvious reality. Yeah, because look, it's not like those are the same thing, except that's exactly what is on the alleged manifesto and directly on his chest and directly on the Azov movement. And he ties back to people that directly tie back to the Azov movement, and he was influenced by their ideology. But no, it's a completely bizarre and obviously directly connected concept. You know, totally bizarre. It's, it's embarrassing what they're doing. Now, as he points out, hey, Elon, these are the people you said were not Nazis. We talked about this, too. So think about that. Of course, Barbara says, educate yourself a bit before on this topic, before tweeting Russian propaganda talking points. Why are they Russian propaganda talking points? Because that's what the media told her. And she's smart, and smart people listen to the media blindly, right? That's what she thinks. As I said, in this case, otherwise known as the truth. But yeah, just ignore it, because the truth helps Russia. That's where we are. And this person follows up saying, darling, Azov Battalion are literal Nazis with swastikas, and they're part of the Ukrainian National Guard. And yeah, facts, you know, but facts. Who cares about facts? Because Russia's talking points. How dare you talk about truth because Russia said we should? Well, that's not why we're talking about it. That's what you think, because that's what the media told you. We're talking about it, Barbara, because it's the truth. You see how that works? But they go, that's what Russia told them to say. And you go, talking points, and walk away from the truth. See how simple that is? Now, are there people that are talking about it just because Russia told them to? I'm sure that's possible. I'm sure it's true. But can't we factor in the reality that there are just people that come to those conclusions of their own accord? Nah. Only thoughts that the only thing that comes from is Russia talking point. It's just a childish level argument. But here is where he says this. Right? We just talked about this. This person, and don't forget what this is telling you guys, called him out. The colonel that was captured admitted 
that the internet terminals of Elon Musk's Starlink satellite company were delivered to the Azov Battalion and Ukrainian Marines in Mariupol. According to the information, a delivery of the Starlink equipment was carried out by the Pentagon itself. And he basically says, you're complicit. You're accountable for helping these neo-Nazis. Not only does he not deny it, he simply says, the word Nazi doesn't mean what you think it does, then follows up by saying there's no angels in war. Guys, that is a tacit admission, and you know it. The point is, he's simply calling them out for saying, yeah, these are Nazis, and you damn well know it. Now, to finish up, here's what's being written about today. Talk about obfuscation. So while this is happening, that obviously undermines their entire narrative, here's what's being written about by the corporate media. Azov wives. Quote, our husbands were betrayed by Ukrainian traitors. Oh, so that's why you're failing. Except the narrative is that you're about to win and Russia's losing. Except this entire article is about how they're about to lose because they're surrounded and we're victims now. It's just amazing how it doesn't even matter. So tomorrow they're going to just to be about to win, but today they're going to argue they're about to lose because they want you to feel sorry for them. You know, tomorrow will change. Who cares? Facts don't matter anymore. But the point is, guys, that these are neo-Nazis. They're open neo-Nazis. I'll show you I'll next explain, show you a couple of examples of what they say. But here are a couple of women that we're told are their wives. Do, do, do they prove that? Who cares? They don't even care. It's just narrative is the only thing that matters. You read it for yourself. There's not even an effort to talk about verification. These are people that we said were their wives. So take the story. That's it. That's all emotional. It means nothing. How do we know what they say is true? Let's just say there are actually the wives. How do we know what they're telling you is true? How do we not know that they think it's true, but they were lied to by their husbands? Like this is just the bottom level dumpster fire of of journalism. You're just dumping arguments on people with nothing to back it up and making an emotional argument. That is propaganda at its basis level. Here's what it says. With the aim of shocking the world into pressuring Vladimir Putin to guarantee their menfolk safe passage. That's why they did this. They have made it their mission to change that. Right, so right now they're saying the wives are talking about them starving or facing obliteration. Oh, you mean the group that the other outlook just said was just about to win? That Putin's on the retreat because they're all about to win? but they're starving to death and they're hoping to be rescued by people because that lines up. It goes on to say the women this week spoke to Pope Francis on Wednesday, hoping he might intervene. Right, because the Pope can just stop things that are war. Clearly, they how many, how, how many times we've heard the Pope speak up and say something and then everything shifts? Pretty much never. That's not meant to be insulting. It's just the reality. The argument, what they want is they're trying to make more emotional pleas, hoping they can emotionally manipulate the Pope to say, please rescue these men fighting for freedom, and that will do literally nothing. And they're going to say, Putin doesn't care about religion or whatever. They're going to use it to. It's just dumb. It goes on to say, he said he wanted to prepare a humanitarian corridor for Azovstal, but Putin doesn't want to let the soldiers go. Well, first of all, there has been obvious humanitarian corridors that the Ukrainian government has openly said they weren't going to use because they didn't want people going to Russia. That came out of Zelensky's mouth. I've proven that to you. So then when they don't let them leave and say that it's Russia who didn't let them go, it's a lie. They were open corridors. They openly said, we don't want them going to Russia. Under the argument, they were going to hurt them, but speak to the th- tens of thousands of people that are there who didn't get hurt sort of like happened in Syria. They're going to kill everybody when you let them go. No, they didn't. They fled back to their lives and everything went back to normal when they let that happen. 
And then nobody talked about that anymore. Isn't that funny? They're going to kill everybody. They're going to kill everybody. And then life return. And they all just flee. Why doesn't anybody have the courage to stand up in corporate media and say, oh, that was a lie. Or clearly that wasn't true. Nope. Assad's a maniac is all they keep saying. But the point is they want their neo-Nazi battalion members who have been murdering people to get safe passage after they lost. Now, first of all, what Russia's already shown, and despite their narrative, is they're not just assassinating people. At this point, you wouldn't, you wouldn't find it that hard to believe coming from what these people have done and the fact that we're in war and that we've already examples and discussions of Russian people shooting civilians in the corporate media. I mean, it's certainly possible. I, like I said the other day, to argue at a, a government level, this is just like kill everybody in front of you, murder all the children. It's just stupid because it's not what's happening. But as we've seen examples of Ukrainian soldiers, at least by the testimony of some of the individuals on the ground who helped people, who gave them food. But by and large, 99% of what I'm seeing are the Ukrainian extremists raping, murdering, and pillaging. On the other side of it, same point. Are we going to pretend that there's not a Russian soldier that just wants to take advantage of people, who wants to rob somebody or rape that person? It's obviously what happens in war. And that's the sad, disgusting reality. But to point out that it happened does not then immediately mean that everything Russians doing or what we just proved in this one little clip, if that's even what happened. It's about the breadth of the evidence, the body of it, and we're seeing pretty clearly what is ultimately happening. All they want to do is use emotional examples of what this one woman said and make that the whole story. Meanwhile, we have a waterfall of evidence on the other side. Now, the point is that they're not going to let these people go because they're war criminals. The same reason they wouldn't do it in reverse, by the way, even though that's not the case in my mind. The point is, if this was in reverse, there's examples of them openly saying, we're not, we don't take prisoners. We're going to shoot them. That's not what Russia's saying. So it's amazing that they framed that on them, despite it being the other side that's screening that. I mean, they're open about that. We do not take them as, by the way, that's a war crime. But who cares? What are you doing when you're fighting the Russians is their argument. Oh, so it's okay to commit war crimes when you fight the bad guy Russians. I got it. Fighting for freedom. It's war crimes for freedom, right? That's where we are today. Literally, when we pointed out that they were shooting POWs, the person said, what are they supposed to do? Maybe not commit war crimes? I don't know. You know, maybe. But it says they are out of food. They are out of water. He's exhausted, speaking very slowly. God, I just feel really sad for those neo-Nazis, you know? But the point is that they're starving. They don't have water, but they're just about to win the war. Totally. He told me they're out of medicine. The guys are dying because they don't have the right medical help. Their wounds are becoming beginning to rot more and more. The Azov ha and are a hardcore band of ultranationalist militia fighters, according to Telegram. Telegraph, excuse me. Initially assembled in 2014 after Russia's annexation of Crimea and since regularized. <laughs> Whatever that means. That is supposed to encapsulate the entire narrative for them. Oh, but now I went away after that, though. It's regular now. Well, or it means that they normalized the neo-Nazi elements and went throughout, which is what it really happened. Funny how they just let that fly. It's undeniable. I'll show you in a minute. Again, for the thousandth time. The woman insists, the women insist that any legacy of far-right extremism has been purged from the ranks. <laughs> Lies. Despite using the symbolism and despite literally chanting things and having memorials of Nazi war criminals or having marches in their honor or openly discussing how they want to reinitiate the white race around the world. Or, I mean, guys, this is right now. It's just so embarrassing. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Which shows me that either these women are part of an agenda 
or are complete. They might as well just be CIA operations at this point because it's not true. I don't know what they think they're talking about, whether they believe it or not, but it's blatantly false because 100%. I mean, here's the point again, right this moment, you can see things that are calling them far right or nationalists or extremists when they want to or right before this started, saying that we're going to be overtaken by an international group. But suddenly it all went away in 2016, though, right? Or actually, according to Telegraph, Telegraph, 2014. So now it just went back two years. Who cares? They haven't been neo-Nazis since 1900. It's all went away, right? But we have been fighting the war since 2014, they say. That's why they, like Putin, don't talk about February's invasion as a war. They merely regard it as an escalation. Wait a minute. Isn't that exactly what people like Eva Bartlett were saying? And saying, no, they've been hurting people in Donbass for eight years. And they go, oh, you conspiracy theorist. Now, when it suits their narrative, they swing back around and say, no, they've been fighting their war of freedom for eight years. You can't just play it both ways, guys. I mean, this is why I don't believe people buy this. A child can see that they just said that wasn't true. And now you just say, well, it is true, but it's different, though, (laughs) which is what they always do. Myocarditis is fake news, except... Three seconds later, well, it is there, but you're wrong still because it's not as bad. Oh, so you were also wrong, though, because it is there. But we'll forget about that part of it. Same thing. You can look up their own documentation. Look it up on Wikipedia, for crying out loud, where their source is the Ukrainian military, and they cite 14,000 people they've killed in Donbass. Are you going to pretend like it's a fight for freedom? What are they trying to accomplish? What do you mean they've been fighting since 2014? For what? Those people don't want to be part of Ukraine. So what they're fighting for is to force them back into Ukraine. Nobody denies that. They argue it's Putin driving it. Sure, fine, whatever. You could, it's probably partly true. Maybe it's all the way true. The bottom line is that the Russian-speaking individuals in Crimea and the Donbass region do not want to be part of Ukraine. And they've made that very clear. That's why they declared independence, guys. Don't forget that happened before this all started. So what exactly are we cheering on? How is it fighting for freedom when you're forcing people back into subjugation? Or you don't have to call it subjugation. Just forcing them against their will back into a country they don't want to be a part of. What happened to freedom? What happened to democracy? None of it matters when their agenda on the line, you see? But now we've been fighting since 2014 to force those people under our rule. That's why this is an escalation. But let's pretend like they're the victims. This entire article is, oh, so sad. They're now, they're starving to death after they just tried to ethnically cleanse this area and failed. Quote, the Azov were ready to be surrounded, but hoped Ukrainian armed forces in cities close to Mariupol would stand firm. That didn't happen. Oh, so they're not winning then? Wait a minute. I thought they were just about to win the war. She even suggests that Baryankuk, uh, oh, by the way, that was the, the, I think the general we were just referencing, commander of Ukraine 36th Marine Brigade in Mariupol, turned out to be a traitor and went into Russian captivity even when Marines still had weapons to fight. Well, isn't that interesting? A commander changes sides because he probably sees that this is failing, that they're not going to win, that the U.S. government is using them to the last man. That's probably what's happening. But this, uh, the, oh no, this is a different name. I just want to make sure, okay, make sure I wasn't incorrectly saying that. But going forward, it says every Azov soldier who surrendered during the last eight years was tortured and killed. According to these women, did they provide any evidence of that? No, no. Did they did they give you anything to go on other than their statement? No. So it's hashtag Ukraine, hashtag wives of Ukraine's people said. Like this is even more abstract. Not the Ukraine government, but the wives of a battalion 
that they pretend is not really there, who said it happened? And how in the world would these women know uh, what happened to every person the Russian military captured? I mean, if you just think about this for a second, it becomes impossible to verify. Or at the very least, how could they know what happened to every single one of them? Because that's the narrative. That's it. That's what they were told, or that's what they were told to say. It's as simple as that. Now, could it be true? Of course it could. But all I'm simply pointing out is these are things being floated by the corporate media with not even just nothing to go on, just the statement of someone that you can't verify. A person, that's just three people removed. It says, quote, the Russians made propaganda videos with him and they tortured him and killed him and took a photo of his dead body and sent it to his mother. Well, she, that sure sounds like there's a lot of evidence. Where's the video? Where's the pictures? Can we see it? Not there. I'm not saying it's not possible. I know that every government's capable of this. My point is, if there's all this stuff out there, why wouldn't they show that? Do your due diligence, journalist. Aren't you supposed to be a journalist reporting the facts? Well, why are you going to let them float such a huge allegation without even trying to prove it? Because it doesn't matter. It's emotion. That's all it is. That's why the whole world must understand that captivity is not an option for the Azov regiment, they say. Right, because they're extremists. They're trying to make it sound like they're fighting. No, they're go- they know they're losing, and they're just trying to hurt as many people as they can before this. Oh, go this what they said. I'll show you the clip next. A deal can be broken to extract their soldiers and keep them. Oh, brokered. Excuse me. A deal can be brokered to keep their soldiers in a third country until the end of the war. Could Britain be that country? Could the United States be that country? Could it already be one of those countries? Hmm. That's an alarming prospect, isn't it? Even the fact that they're floating this idea and that this corporate outlet is posting that idea is alarming. Brokering a deal with combatants of a war to extract them while they're under fire and bring them to a third country and allow them to live that out. What are we even talking about right now? Would the U.S. government do that with any, would they do that with the ISIS members? Well, actually they do. We just don't talk about it. They shuttle them somewhere else, but that's a totally different dynamic. Would they do that with Iran extremists or whatever they want to call them? Would they do that with Syrian? Would they they do this stuff? The argument that they would swing in and rescue these people because they just give up, it's just silly to me. Now, what they should do is surrender be arrested as POWs, which is what Russia would do, which is what they've shown they would do. Now, could there be people in Russian's government or military that wouldn't take, that would kill them instead? Sure, of course. But the evidence supports that they wouldn't commit war crimes in a public setting. Basic reality, guys, but because they go wink, wink, Russia, serious white supremacists, they're fascist, they'll do it all. Well, that's just a lot of words, but the evidence goes the other direction. So if you're going to trust people that have lied to you on the corporate media about everything in their entire careers, versus a demonstrable level of evidence of what's happened so far, what's happened in Syria, what's happened anywhere else. That's your choice. Now, that, like I've said many times, that could be because Putin recognizes playing the good guy is very advantageous to him right now. doesn't have to suggest that you think he's doing it for the right reasons. But the bottom line is what you can see in front of you is pretty clear. Sort of how we can argue that what they said they were going to do in Ukraine is what seems to have happened. You can keep making up narratives about how they got pushed back from Kiev and they failed and it's all a big cover-up. Or you could, and that's just narrative and it could be true, or you can recognize that they said they were going to do this, they did this, and now they're accomplishing it. It's pretty damn simple when you think about it. But it goes on to say, every Azov soldier who surrendered during the last eight years was torn, oh, wrong part, last part, quote, we will have our whole country 
independent, even Crimea, even Donbass, says one of these women that literally just painted a picture of starvation and 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 not surrendering, but yet simultaneously we're going to take back everything? Like, how does that even make sense? It says, quote, it can be done in one year or 10 years, but we are ready to fight for our whole lives. Okay, so just towing the line then. That's not, you might as well hear that directly from the, the mouth of Zelensky. How can you simply, the argument is we're going to fight to the death because of freedom. Well, what you just said is you, can, you, can you save them for us? Can you rescue them to a third country so they don't starve to death? But we're never going to give up though. What? So what do you call that? We're going to fight to the death except save us, please. <laughs> I mean, come on. This is, I mean, it's like we want to look stupid. Like I'm genuinely starting to wonder whether this is slowly starting to intentionally be the same. I don't even know. But what I will tell you is this kind of garbage propaganda is meant to make you feel that they're the victim. So you want to help them. Look at these poor women that look like actresses. I mean, it's just, it's just, I shouldn't even say stuff like that. But regardless of my opinion, these four women that we know nothing about, we can't prove are connected to anybody. And that are telling you stories that they were laying from people that they could, that nobody could possibly know for sure. Great Western journalism, don't you think? Here's another one from Haaretz. Azov Battalion's second in command. Okay, first of all, be, be clear. This is a statement from the Azov Battalion, right? So this is like, this is like ISIS saying, we're not bad guys, right? That's maybe, but why would you listen to them if they're the bad guy? But it says, quote, like in Israel, of course, there is also terror against us. We are not Nazis. Interesting. Interesting that Israel crossover, as they're really leaning into that. We're like a big Israel. They just really want that to be the case. I think that's trying to hide the obvious Nazi tones in everything they're doing. But you could also make the connection back to the Israeli government as well, by the way. Oh, don't talk about that. How they were funding them as well. Here's another point that I... <clears throat> should include. Let's see. Yep. What's funny is somebody probably just heard me say that and were like, oh, racist, hate speech, tell YouTube, except it's a fact. And it's right in front of you. Come on, get there. It's loading right now. My God, there we go. Finally. Except it's actual fact. Rights groups demand Israel stop arming neo-Nazis in Ukraine. Oops. But that doesn't matter. They'll still report you for hate speech because they don't want to hear it. It's hate speech because they don't like the truth, <laughs> right? But as it says, more than 40 rights activists filed a petition to stop them from arming who exactly? Well, the right-wing Azov militia. What a coincidence, right? It's like it all ties together. What a magic story. But the point here is what they're trying to do. They're the victims, guys. Don't you feel bad for them? Because they're also, there's terror against them. By who exactly? Right? I mean, no one's trying to argue that they're not in a war. Who exactly is conducting terror attacks against the Azov movement? Or the Ukrainian government, for that matter? Not the Donbass people. Not Crimea. Not Russia. That, that's what they're going to frame it as. The invasion is some kind of terror attack. I mean, it's just flimsy. The bottom line is, they are trying to paint themselves as the victims as they're clearly losing what's happening in Ukraine. So then they can be the people being suppressed or ethnically cleansed themselves. Maybe that's how they're trying to spin this around. But that's just, that's I said, that's clumsy. It is stumbling along. I don't even know if they know where this is going now. But here they are, 
painting the open neo-Nazis who are currently doing terrible things, who have been caught for the lie for lying about the false flag in Bucha, caught for lying about the rocket at Kramastork, the, the, the rocket they claimed hit, but it came from Ukrainian territory, lying about every damn thing. Mariupol, using a USAID member to pretend to be, I mean, for crying out loud, they have been exposed at every damn step of the way. On top of that, their own documentation. And mainstream corporate media from before this started make it undeniably clear that they are what they're trying to pretend they're not. All that being said, who is carrying out? I mean, why? I mean, I don't know. This I could go off on this part forever because it's like what plenty of people have discussed. It, it it's a sore spot for some people. You're turning the aggressor into the victim, victim blaming, shaming, or whatever. It's the same thing we see everywhere. But this time, it is one of the most obvious points of the entire. I mean, in living memory, guys, look at the image they're using on Haaretz. Aza Battalion, we're not Nazis. First of all, their symbol is the wolf's angel symbol, but check out his elbow. <clears throat> what do you think that is? You know what that is. That is the same black sun on the leader marching through the middle. The same black sun, the same one we're seeing right there and all the rest of them. Heroes of Ukraine, Buffalo shooter, New Zealand shooter, and of course, the very group that screams we're not Nazis wearing multiple Nazi symbols. That's how stupid this is. It's insulting to your intelligence. Then, of course, finally, as they're screaming, we're not Nazis, let's give you some examples of current stuff. Now, I could go back to the beginning of this and before and show you what they say, what they're doing in every possible way and show you actions being taken and the symbol they're floating and the actual Nazi symbols and flags like literal swastikas being used. I could go all day for that stuff or the examples of people from Mariupol or anywhere else telling you that they raped and tortured and beat them up and lied to them. But you know, all that's there for you. I've done many shows on that. Let's go over just the like pu big publicized points that directly undermine everything they're saying. Such as one of the very first ones that happened, where even Twitter was forced to remove this for hateful conduct, but kind of left it there for everyone to see anyway, which is very strange, which under, which kind of underlines the point that they kind of want you to see what this is if they can lay it at somebody else's feet. This is directly from the National Guard of Ukraine, blue checked and everything, a Ukrainian government organization. They posted this. Azov fighters of the National Guard greasing their bullets with pig fat against the Kadra, the Kadyork works, or whatever, how you pronounce that. Basically, against Chechnyan Muslims. That's what this was. They are greasing their bullets with pig fat against Muslims because they, they, and they say it themselves, so they don't go to heaven. Of course, they won't let you translate this now, which is just ridiculous. Let me see if I, <laughs> of course. That's what that says right there. They don't want you to translate. But here, we'll just go to this. Ukrainian fighters grease bullets against Chechnyans with pig fat. A video showed them doing so against Muslims. Their reasoning, so they wouldn't go to heaven. So if you understand the religion, the point is if they consume pork, especially at that point, if they're about to die, they, they won't go to heaven. How do you see that as anything other than horrifically disgusting? That's what these people are. You could see them doing it right there. That's not just malicious. I mean, that's, that's disgusting, guys. This is what you're supporting if you're pretending you stand with the Ukraine. Because that's where that money is going. They are the entirety, entirely immersed with every leadership position of the government. Here, again, is a Ukrainian presenter for a mainstream channel. 
as Dan Cohen puts it, goes full Nazi, endorses Adolf Eichmann, and calls for genocide of Russians. By killing children, they will never grow up and the nation will disappear. Here it is. <clears throat> I have to be objective and be balanced. But he says, but I tell you, it is very difficult to hold on now, especially at such a time. And since we are being called Nazis anyway. <clears throat> hold on one second. Throat's giving me a hard time here. Keep it going. He says, I, I can allow myself to quote the words of Adolf Eichmann. And by the way, this is 100% what he said. And it's been, you could translate it for yourself. For those that might pretend that this is fake and he's misrepresented and they walk away without proving it because they just don't want to believe it's real. That's a child move. That is a move to blind yourself from the, that's putting your head in the sand. This is verified. This is what he said. This was on corporate media. It's, I mean, look, this is the, the Ukraine version of 24. This is gigantic media. Here's what he's saying. I allow myself to quote a Nazi war criminal who said that in order to destroy a nation, it is necessary to destroy the first of all children. Right. These are people that are currently not supposed they're not hurting children who are not keeping children hostage at human shields, as he literally says that. Whether Russians or I mean, don't forget the people that speak Russian who are all around Ukraine are the people that they're hurting, just like the people in Donbass. He says, because after you kill the parents, the children will grow up and will definitely take revenge. Which is exactly what people in Israel said about Palestinians on the record that I've played for you before. By killing children, they will never grow up and the nation will disappear. That's what he said. The armed forces of Ukraine cannot annihilate Russian children because it is prohibited by the rules of war and is prohibited by various conventions, including Geneva Convention. So that shows you they know this is illegal, first of all, which is hard to imagine nobody does. But I am not of the armed forces of Ukraine, and whenever I get a chance to massacre the Russians, I will definitely do it. Since you call me a Nazi, I adhere to the doctrine of Adolf Eichmann. And I will do everything in my power to ensure that both you and your children never live on this earth. In order for you to feel how it is when innocent civilians die, in order for you to feel all the pain and suffering when you say, and we did not start the war, it was all Putin, we did not want this war. We didn't want the war either. But you must understand that we are talking about the victory of the Ukrainian people, not about peace. We need a victory. Right. And that's the point, guys. It was about taking back that territory and being control and moving from there, as they've said themselves, into Europe. That's what they're doing. You're supporting that if you're supporting what the illusion is the U.S. is painting about what they're doing. Now, in reverse, they're painting Russia as the one trying to occupy all of Europe when all they're doing, at least on what they've done so far, what they say they're doing is stopping this which is what it seems to have happened. As always, taking a page right out of Goebbels in the Nazi book, accuse them of that which you are guilty, which is what's happening here. And if we have to butcher all of your families for this, I will be the one the first to do it. Glory to the nation. Glory to Ukraine, right? And we hope that such a nation and, Ru and Russian Russians will never exist on this earth again because they are just denigrates who are polluting this earth. That's called racism. That's called it's a kind of ideology that you see espoused by Nazis or neo-Nazis or extremists or fascists. If Ukrainians have the opportunity, and this is what they're doing now, generally speaking, butchering, cutting, killing, strangling Muscovites, which Russians. And I hope that everyone will contribute and kill at least one Muscovite. Great. 
directly on the massive channel, guys. But yeah, it's all fake news though, right? Because that's not real. La la la, I don't want to see it. Well, again, I'm not going to play this one again. I've played it many times, but you can watch it for yourself. This is, in fact, the full... Oh, actually, never mind. Oh, I grabbed the wrong one. Dang it. Um, if I remember, I need to remember to grab the full one. The full interview says the same thing, by the way. The only context is that he is simply calling all of them terrorists, which they're not, in Donbass, which is the same lie they spun about Palestine, so that got embarrassingly exposed, that, so therefore we can exterminate all of them. Just because you pretend they're ter- they're all terrorists doesn't make it less racist that you want to exterminate them all. But that's his terminology. He says everybody in Donbass, or rather specifically 1.5 million of them, which I would argue are the, specifically the Russian ethnic Russians, are superfluous and need to be exterminated. Now, even if that's not who he's pointing at, to say that 1.5 million people of any ethnicity are superfluous and need to be exterminated is exactly what the Israeli ADL-minded entities would point at as racist or specifically anti-Semitic, if it was even abstractly connected to something Jewish, right? But nonetheless, it is racist no matter where you point it at. And there he is. And this is a Ukrainian journalist saying the same thing. Finally, here is, and there's plenty more I could go off on, guys. This is to end it all. I've said many times, this is directly contradicting the U.S. narrative coming straight from Ukrainian extremists. C-14, S-14, people that are directly involved with the Ukrainian military and everything that's happening on the ground telling you They like hurting people, and that's why they're doing this. The fact is they're only doing it because they're being paid by the U.S. government. Getting so much weaponry. It says, uh, not because, as some say, the West is helping us, not because they want the best for us, but because we perform the tasks set by the West. So they're being paid to conduct an agenda. Guys, hear that. Because we have fun, and we have fun killing, and we have fun fighting. Watch the rest of it. They openly talk about neo-Nazis and white supremacy and acknowledging that that's a part of what they are. The bottom line is, guys, this is the reality. It's pretty simple. And yet we're in a position where they're trying to backtrack everything and pretend like it's all fake news, even as these same things happen. Whether that was the was a an abstract part of the narrative they couldn't stop, where this person having a shooting, or these are actual not the, the Azov movement still radicalizing people for their own agenda and purposes, or it's still being driven forward to create the white supremacy threat illusion in the United States to be laid at our feet and then laid at somebody else eventually, not the CIA. I can tell you that. Bottom line is we are being framed. You are being framed. Now, that doesn't mean there are not people in every country that would have extremist ideologies, but we can see how this is being painted and laid at the feet of, at, at the moment, a one part of the two-party paradigm, which, don't forget, is literally half this country, divide and conquer. And where does that lead? Does that lead to the Great Reset? Does that lead to the aggressive suppression and censorship and, uh, you know, I mean, just being kicked out of the out of the internet society? Like, is that where that leads to some degree? Obviously. Does it lead to the criminalization of certain ideas and the the argument that certain ideas are direct violence? Yes, that's where this is going. That's where this has already led. The question is what we are going to do about it. I mean, let's just pretend to end the conversation that everything they said about this person is true, that he's just a radicalized individual that went on 4chan and read the wrong things and carried this all out. I don't believe that's entirely what happened. I think there's definitely fingerprints all over this, but even if that's the case, why does that then immediately translate to exactly what they're saying it does? The building threat that we see coming that obviously points to the same things that we just exposed. That's what they're pointing at. So 
at the end of the day, my point is that this could just be an individual doing bad things. It could be organic. Either way, as I've always said in the past, it is being capitalized on. They're grabbing this entity in this situation and saying, this proves that this is building and not pointing out how the CIA has been driving that agenda. So the point is whether or not it's still being driven in to blame you for where this ultimately goes. And I think my, if I had to put a finer point on it, the first thing I think this leads to is stopping this right here. Stopping us from communicating. Stop, like they censored the video like we rarely see in real time on YouTube. They're aware of what we're talking about. They're aware of the pirate channels. This was enough for them to stop it midstream. That says a lot. This is something that's going to be used to shut this down, to stop critical discussion, critical thinking, discernment from being a part of the conversation. Ignorance is strength. War is peace. This is where it all goes. You have to take what they say as the reality. And if you don't march along in perfect sync, in perfect lockstep, well, suddenly you lose your social your social credit score. It goes down. You can no longer buy food at the store. And that's where the digital ID and all this comes in. Because without that arm of it, they can't technically stop you from having these conversations. Driving it into illegality is where it's going right now. But doesn't the Constitution matter anymore? Did it ever matter? These are questions that we need. To, these are hard questions that we need to come to terms with, guys. Whether that, you know, whether anything and everything was ultimately not what we thought it was. We need to start thinking about retraining the way we understand the world. I had a great conversation with somebody yesterday, actually, about internally taking a step back and just realizing that everything, and I knew you in this audience, you guys in this audience are well aware of this because we've talked about this, but from the moment you're born, the what you're told and, 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 and trained with and preschool and kindergarten and all the way through trained to view the world a certain way, trained to react to things a certain way. And, and looking at things like getting a house and having a car and getting a job and the white picket fence as the, just the way you're supposed to live your life to the point where you literally can't even think about something else. Like what else would you do? Who's going to build the roads? You know where that goes. It's time to start challenging these things. And understanding that our entire world has been constructed and is now being destroyed. And that's even though it's a construct to build the next one. And that's where all this leads. Now I'll leave it there today. There's so much abstract around this today, guys, but we'll keep talking about this. But as you saw throughout the show, I'm not really focused on, on the intricacies of whether or not, you know, real or fake or the, I just, whether or not we can see where it's being used. And that's where we need to draw that line, guys. We cannot let them push this stuff forward comes down to evidence. If they're not proving what they're saying, call them out. Hashtag Ukraine says, not like it's going to matter. They don't care. They're going to keep going forward. But I think we're making a difference. I know you're making a difference with every single day. That's why they censored the video. That's why they block you from channels. That's why they kick you off payment platforms because you're making a difference. So don't stop. Stay the course. I love you all. As always, question everything. Come to your own conclusions. Stay vigilant. The world is changing. And every counterterrorism professional I speak to in the federal government and overseas feels like we are at the doorstep of another 9-11, maybe not something that catastrophic in terms of the visual or the, um, uh, the numbers, but that we can see it building and we don't quite know how to, how to stop it.